0: coming down
1: from the gallows, and I don't have very long. Yeah! <laughs> it out, finally found me. go astray, this
0: will be the end Hello, and welcome to episode 188 of the UK Steelers podcast. You're joined by me, signed with Stanley and Gavin Marshall, and... Nobody else.
1: Tumbleweeds. <laughs> Where is everyone? Everyone? Everyone?
0: everyone. We're we're here. We're here, Gav. In the deep, deep doldrums. The the final stretch, if you will, of draft season. And uh, yeah, there's there's not many of us left standing, friend.
1: No, this this was the class that I thought was going to happen while I was away on holiday, and um, I found myself yeah. doing it. You know, yes. Yeah, so, sorry about that. Gr- grinding away. No, it's fine. Safety class is not the best to watch, is it? Because. He's getting less bang for your buck in terms yeah. of lots of plays of nothing happening.
0: Well, this is why I kind of at the start of the year was at the start of draft season this year was like, Do we do like, do we mix it up? Do we do safeties like early so they don't get short shrift again this year? But I don't know, man. It just seems to happen this way. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's hard not are. to
1: short shift them, I think. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And, and to be honest, I don't think you can short shrift this class, and we'll get to that mm. in a little bit, I guess. But um, before we do. Uh, Well, let's get to housekeeping first. Um, Check out the show, patreon.com forward slash UK Steelers podcast, as our wonderful, handsome, beautiful show producers do. Rob Ferguson, Mark Hansen, Glenn Jones, Matt Audley, Joel Spencer, Steve Williams, Jason Bowdler, and Ian Ferruja. Thank you, one and all. And yeah, apologies last week. I know, obviously... Everyone expected the safety episode and then the rug pull came a little bit and we, we, we dropped uh, the Gal episode. Hopefully people played along with that and enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, I, d- I didn't feel like it would make a lot of sense, Gav, for me to sit here and just talk about this safety class on my own.
1: One man shows pretty hard. No one to bounce <laughs> off except the man in the mirror. And sometimes you don't bounce off yourself too well.
0: Yeah, I yeah. Although you'd think I'd be pretty bouncy looking in the mirror, but that is yeah. what it is. Nice. Uh, your holiday, how was it? It was good, man. It was great.
1: Uh, it was kind of slightly tarnished by getting home to a someone crashed into my car and also my mum getting COVID on the oh, plane. No. So really? it was sort of like a shitty end to a good holiday. But the holiday itself was, was excellent.
0: Yeah. That'll nice work. time. That's
1: all right. Is the, is the truck okay? Uh, waiting for it to be collected.
0: Okay. I don't
1: know. It's definitely been folded in half.
0: That is you rough, know. man. How do these things always happen? Like, as you are returning from holiday, I remember when I was a kid, um, I went to France with like my auntie and uncle and they took me and my cousin skiing, right? It's the only time I ever went. I was terrible at it. And uh, it was like the last day we were due to go and like right up to the top of the mountain and go and let, like, you know, like the proper little ski hike or whatever. And we couldn't go because my uncle got a phone call saying that his factory that he, for the business that he owned, he made like gates and bollards had burned down.
1: <laughs> gates and bollards <laughs> burning. Oh no.
0: <laughs> Lace controls, looking up people. Um. So yeah, Just- I don't know. What is it yeah. about being on holiday and these things just...
1: I don't know. It's like it's something different. You, you've like left a void where you usually are and bad yeah. shit seems to happen.
0: This is it's why annoying. insurance companies want to know when you go away. Right. Anyhow.
1: Yeah. I was hoping for some nuggets of Kets of how I could improve my um, insurance payout, but he's uh, not been forthcoming.
0: <laughs> we'll track him down eventually. Yeah. Um, I wanted to shout out a few things. Uh, first of all, I, I wish I'd um, prop this up, but did you happen to see, or did you not, did you not catch it because you're on holiday? Rob Ferguson, esteemed producer, um, sent us like a, a chat cheat G- GPT. Like he, he, he must've put like in the things, asking chat GPT. I can't say that, man. It's like too many letters that are the same next to each other. Um, asking, like saying, like do a show of the, of this podcast. Right. So like, you know, like, run, run a query, I guess. I don't know. I, I, we talked about AI, but I'm not an expert.
1: Right. Yeah, no, I saw, I saw something. I just thought it sort of, like, dictated part of the show or something.
0: Oh, no, no. So, so I think what he did was he, like, put in a prompt saying, like, uh, you know, run, like, I don't know, say, like, do an episode of the podcast as if, as if it was this show. And I was a bit perturbed by how well the AI already seems to know this show.
1: Wow, really? I thought that, like, okay. I didn't, I, yeah, because I just thought it was a transcript. It was that good. No, no,
0: no, no. Yeah, well, right, exactly. Yeah, you would have believed it. I mean, it was like a little bit clunky. You could tell that maybe it didn't get like the, you know, the ins and outs of, of the way we speak and stuff. But it, it knew our love for punters. It, it's, really, it really came up with that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's insane. I think we need <laughs> to get the details of this. What did you put in there, Rob? I'm scared.
0: Yeah, Rob, let us know if I can. If I can go back and find it because this was last week. I was meaning to speak about it the, uh, the week we went here um i'll tweet it back out again i'll quote tweet it so people can see it if they missed it but but man it, it was uh it was scary dude like if the ai knows that much about this you know this show what else does it know
1: that's everything I, i've been using that chat gpt it's quite handy actually although it does start it caveats everything with while i am just a
0: language bot well that's that that's my problem with it you know it, while i am just this you know all right you don't need to it's, it's i don't know it's trying to convince you a little bit too hard right
1: well, it's not an ominous presence. Ominous yeah. presence. Mm. Yeah,
0: it's clearly a malevolent, malevolent robot.
1: <laughs> quite good if you want to row with someone, but you don't want actually want to. You could just row with ChatGPT.
0: <laughs> I like that. I might try that. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to mention was the draft night call for the Patreones. Um, I think the easiest way—correct me if I'm wrong, is probably going to be to do this on Discord, which I know is a little bit dis- disused, but the, but I think that'll be the easiest way for everyone to get on a kind of a big call. Sure. I leave so, it in your capable hands. So if, if you're if you're a Patreon you want to join us and, and, and chat through the first round of the NFL draft, um drop me a message on you know how to reach me Twitter, Patreon, whatever, and uh, I'll send you an invite to the Discord if you are not already in it. Is there a cutoff
1: um, to become a Patreon? What's the latest you can be a Patreon before I mean, joining think, the call?
0: I think if there, if you're if you're Patreon the, the day of the draft you can join the call as far as I'm concerned, why oh, you got you go. any
1: concerns about that? No, no concerns. There you go. Wanna be involved?
0: <laughs> you can. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm sure it'll just be a few of us, but hopefully uh, a few of you show up and we can, uh, I don't know, get crunk. Get crunk, <laughs> is yeah. That some, is that something the kids say?
1: <laughs> I think they say it, or they were saying it when they were kids. Um, yeah, it turns out I'm I'm not going to be around for day three now, because oh, my, no. my, my my friend is going on a nine-month sabbatical, going away, leaving his job, going on tour, and he said, oh, we're, we're playing golf and going out for dinner, so I'm... But, I thought about it, I said, oh, I really shouldn't let him down. And then I realised remember the Steelers only got one pick on day three.
0: Well, two so seven right. rounders.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. But I mean one meaningful and they got one before yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, fourth. Yeah. Fourth, yeah. So I just thought, I don't
0: like, know, man. I feel like they're gonna trade in. They're gonna get you they're gonna so? get a fifth or a sixth somehow, but um, I mean, you can keep up with it on your phone, right, a little bit? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um,
1: the, the golf will be over by then anyway, I thought, unless, unless we're really doing badly. So I'll be there sure. at the dinner, then, so I can, ke- I can keep tracking, but I just won't be there watching it like we did last year, which was nice, because yeah. I like that day.
0: It's one of those things, right? It is it is a lot of fun, but it feels a bit stupid to turn down sort of major events. I would, but...
1: Yeah, well, I, I, t- I did try to. I tried to <laughs> rearrange it. I tried to push it forward, <laughs> backwards, but uh, it's like my, my sort of close friend group, I like, yeah, yeah. they, they would not really... Yeah, it's not cool. The,
0: so. uh, the The doctors called me the other day to arrange my second operation and then told me it was the day before the draft, and that got yeeted right out of the... I pushed right. it back a month, so... Yeah. All right, let's get in. Are you going to get some news? Sure, let's do it. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. All right, let's go. Dealers on three. One, two, three, yeah. Plenty to chat about. Because we've been gone for two weeks, so there's kind of all sorts, of, and I think we'll get through the safeties pretty quick because there's only two of us. Um, let's chime in. So let's let's dive into a little bit of this. First of all, a couple signings. We'll start with the most important one, obviously Tanner Muse, Gavin Marshall.
1: Yeah, I wondered if this happened while you were asleep having your pre-show nap or not, and <laughs> just, you wake be, up to a just nice before, surprise.
0: Just before, yeah, I mean, we were. I don't I don't know if uh, you've gone back and listened to what we said on. Tana well, there post. might I be something like we to were, play. There might. Ah, be. Okay. Okay. Cool. I feel like we were pretty high on him back then. Third round pick of the Raiders. Missed his rookie season. With a toe injury, and was released that summer. Went to the Seahawks. Only played 80 defensive snaps so far in his career, but 5, uh, 426 on special teams. Special teams core guy. I think this is probably your Marcus Allen replacement. At the um, very least. Yeah, yeah, and, and maybe your Derek Watt replacement all wrapped into one, right?
1: And, and, and coming for Killebrew maybe as well.
0: Oh, wow. Damn three three spots. <laughs> um, I think people forget about Tana Muse Had an insane pro day. Um, almost a perfect RAS score, relative athletic score. Steelers showed heavy interest in pre-draft, so I think we probably spoke about that at the time. So
1: it seemed like uh, a bit of a reach for the Raiders yeah, at the time, didn't it? I mean, big time, yeah, that's they're moving on from their draft picks fast. That that era is the was that the that was must have been the Mayock era. It right? was the
0: Mayock era, yeah, and that has gone down in flames, dude. That whole era, yeah. and uh, you got to feel bad for Daniel Jeremiah, who's surely been dinged by. <laughs>
1: yeah, but yeah, I mean, they released Alex Leatherwood after a year as well. I mean, that just seems yeah, first insane.
0: Draft
1: pick. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know
0: that the, the Tanemu thing was strange. I mean, obviously athleticism pushed him up the boards, but I mean, we were talking about him as like a sixth round project. I remember so mm-hmm. for him to go third round was a surprise. Yeah, I mean, we just
1: love the intensity, didn't we? In the physical nature mm-hmm. he comes down here with, so he, he's definitely going to be like a day one starter on special teams. And let's see. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't be surprised if he does get some snaps on defense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Don't know what the money is yet, but I imagine it's going to be basically minimal. And and you get a, a core special teamer out of it who I think will make the fifty three. Can't see him not doing with that kind of special teams value unless there's any injuries involved. So that's exciting. That was a fun one to wake up to. Um, the other one to mention was uh, Armon Watts. You see this guy? Uh, yeah. He signed a couple of days ago. And obviously we signed, uh, who was it? Uh, Braden Hoko. Hoko, yeah. Uh, the D-lineman. So this this is the second sort of uh, latter stages, free agency D-lineman signing we've we've made. 26-year-old Armon Watts, played in 57 games, started 22, uh, started 22 games, started for the Bears, Last year, uh, finished with thirty-five tackles and a sack. Had five sacks in twenty twenty-one. Um, Sixth-round pick of the Vikings. So, not not a chance to watch any of, of what's obviously muse. I was I was uh, I was musing all over the internet for him. But um, if you listen to Alex Kazara, he's pretty excited about this man. He thinks he thinks this is like a kind of a higher-level signing for late in the off-season. A guy who has the potential to compete at least with Loudermilk, to be that kind of rotational D lineman and 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 probably is the leader in the clubhouse right now for that role. And I think I have a sandwich on the line. For Loudemilt not making the fifty three, so Ooh. just saying.
1: Tensions up. Yeah, I mean he played uh over five hundred snaps last year. Not didn't grade out that well from PFF. Uh right. it's all sort of uh pass rush pass rush is sub sixty and then everything else is sub fifty. Overall right. grade forty nine point two. So look at, sort of looking for a bounce back, I think.
0: Yeah. Looking for someone to fill fill in holes now that Chris Wormley seems to have gone for good and Um, maybe a little bit light on that D-line. I'm pleased with a couple of these because, you know, they're not going to move the needle, these signings, but at least it means that we're not going in the draft like, oh, we need a D-line, we know we need a defensive tackle, we need a defensive end. Um, You know, we can focus a little bit more now, hopefully. And and that's not to say that these, you know, signing Armand Watson, you know, Braden Fajoko doesn't mean that we can't draft a tackle if the value is there, but it doesn't mean that you you reach any you're going crazy. Um, You know, maybe you take an undrafted guy and see how it all plays out in camp.
1: Yeah, they're they're in good position. I think this draft. I think they're one of the best. And did you see that their um, PFF did a thing about who's got the highest draft capital overall? And uh, Steelers came up twelfth.
0: Yeah, Uh, we're we're decently high, largely due to that that Claypool trade. So we have another high pick.
1: Right, that's it. Browns, Ravens, and Bengals all twenty-five or lower. So Mm -hmm. this this really this draft really is an opportunity to push the Steelers ahead for like you know two years time, three years time. Hopefully, be talking about this draft class as being a good one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Got to nail these picks for sure. Uh, to make up ground on those Bengalis, Steelers cut Jameer Jones. A uh, bit of a weird one in the middle of the off-season, but uh, not a guy who really did a great deal last season. Um, but it does leave us pretty light on the edge, right? Right. <laughs> not, that I, not that I really expected him to stick around, but um, not not quite sure why they chose to do it now. But
1: Yeah, strange I mean. decision. I don't know, maybe something going on we don't know, but it just makes you think, yeah, they're definitely going to be bringing in I mean, even if it's not through the draft, but I mean, I think they will, but even if they don't, there'll be some UDFAs coming in because they need, they need some depth here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Bud Dupree's just signed with the Falcons, right? So that's not happening, as, as, yeah. as we kind of almost assumed that it was going to do a few weeks ago. So, uh, and, and that's an interesting one, Matt. you got to wonder what happened there. To, to me, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess if the Steelers had wanted him, they would have signed him the day he came in. But to me, that, that stinks of maybe Bud Dupree was, was the guy who held that up a little bit. I mean, he's... Because, because he's got up to five million dollar deal with the Falcons, and a lot of that's going to be incentives. He's probably not going to sniff five million. I wouldn't imagine. But yeah, I've seen you know. the thing
1: people conjecturing, it might be that he only wanted a one year deal. You know, he wanted opportunity to have another payday and free agency, and the Steelers wanted to do a two year deal.
0: Interesting. And yeah, I was could a see that. Point. Yeah, because him signing a two year deal is basically saying, you know, I, I'm just going to stick with the Steelers here for the for the rest of the bulk yeah. of my my playing career and. Because he he's sneaky older, right? I mean, he was kind of getting on a little bit. What was he twenty seven when he left? Mm. So
1: yeah, he hasn't got. Left. Obviously,
0: yeah, obviously a couple of disappointing years of the Titans. So it makes sense, you know, if he has a, an up year with the Falcons, he could probably get a decent payday at least on a one year deal next year. We'll see how that goes. But uh, I'm pretty sad not to see Bud Dupree back in the black and gold.
1: Yeah, I mean, because their defense is they've they've made a lot of signings, and I think maybe maybe they could guarantee him a bit more starting action than. Yeah, I and would have stayed as good as well. Yeah,
0: probably a better yeah. fit for him to be honest. Yeah, um, not scheme wise, but just yeah, opportunity wise.
1: Just looking at their depth chart, they got Caden Ellis and Arnold Abiketui. Oh, I couldn't say that last that name in the <laughs> draft class. Abiketti. um So yeah, it's sort of an easier path to the starting than behind Watt and Highsmith, I think.
0: Yeah, well, fair enough. I wish him luck and uh, hopefully he has an up year over there. Whoa. Was that you hitting a spider on the on the table? I don't know what that was. Something <laughs> something fell down. What was it? Right, we get to the fun stuff now. Are you ready for this? Mm. Devin Bush has quote no idea why Pittsburgh didn't pick up his fifth year option. Uh, quote wishes he knew. Says the Seahawks culture is quote a complete one eighty degree difference. Right. <laughs> Devin Bush has, has loaded up his guns and he's yeah. firing. Mm. <laughs> Man, Devin, I I don't know what to tell you, brother. <laughs> no idea why Pittsburgh didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Okay. Yeah. He needs to right.
1: yeah, have a serious think about things, I think.
0: <laughs> what a bad pick that was, dude.
1: That's just a shame.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. Just put... You know, he's talking about the Seahawks culture and the Steelers culture. I think maybe we need to talk about the Devin Bush culture. I don't know that right. the culture was ever great with Devin Bush, to be honest. I think what, what the was vibe the check was off.
1: What was the jump in the shark moment? Was it the cat video? Was that the when, cat was video?
0: That... Does feel like the, yeah? I've, I, I almost forgot about that. But you're right. Yeah,
1: lost lost the fan base at that point, and never really. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of already been the play had already dropped off, but we didn't realize that he was kind of a semi whack job, right? At that point.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. It's 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 a shame. And it seems like these cat incidents are catching a lot of these athletes. Remember, what was that? West Ham defender or Chelsea oh, defender yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, you yeah. post that cat video. And now that Hassabouli, you know, that little Turkish guy who everyone thinks is a child. He's got some drama going on oh, with no. a cat.
1: Don't have so, with cats.
0: Yeah, my don't have with cats. <laughs> Good documentary. All right. Uh, Big Ben, speaking of uh, controversial quotes, uh, said on his podcast, and this is my favorite new thing, by the way, is, is every week now, it's just Big Ben watch. What has Big Ben said to get? Himself in trouble this week. Uh, Nobody fears Lamar picking them apart from the pocket. Uh, This has caused a stare online. RG three has hit back with some tweets suggesting that Lamar had a better QBR from the pocket than Ben. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, RG three should maybe shut up. Um, (laughs) Maybe he's not triggering Galileo West. Well, fine, but I mean, all right, RG three. It's like you don't need to like come and white knight the guy who had the career you should have had. Chill out. Um. But but I mean, come on, let's let's be serious. I mean, he's right. Uh, I, I mean, Lamar Jackson, great, excellent talent. But I think what this off season has shown, and the you know the constant discussion and debate that's going to come to naught because he's going to be playing with the Ravens, is uh, that you know maybe he isn't valued quite as highly around the league as as the media would have had you believe. And and that's not to say Lamar is a bad passer, but. Have we ever feared Lamar? I mean, we've always been pretty solid against him, right? Especially well, in the always, end. always
1: feared him in the run, but yeah, not not as a pocket passer. Absolutely. Um, um, it, feels, it feels like this is like the the, uh, the second phase of Lamar Jackson now, right? He's got yeah. to come back and prove it now. So I'm not, I'm not ready to write him off. I'm not ready to say that.
0: No, he, certainly not.
1: He can't grow into being more of a pocket guy in the sort of second half of his career. So let's see before we write him off.
0: But I think, frankly, to compare Lamar Jackson right now to Ben, just from a career perspective, it, it is silly. Of course, yeah. So, you know, it, it's just tribalism, right? But RG three is just playing into it, and you know, maybe it's just for clicks. Uh, Odell to the Ravens. Speaking of the Ravens, fifteen million guarantee, guaranteed, eighteen million with incentives. Overpay? Question mark.
1: Quite probably. <laughs> what's he? What's he done? He's not really had done any, anything since he left the Giants, but
0: he's done nothing but get arrested on a plane.
1: I mean they need to get they need to get fans in. So there's that. Especially if they lose Lamar, right? If they're starting Iron Well,
0: know. It, it sounds like he has come because he's been guaranteed that Lamar's playing and that's why this Lamar conversation has been put to bed. Yeah. Um and, and you know. But but then you know, a lot of me questions like, Could you not use some of that money on Lamar? <laughs> I don't know, man. You've got a QB here that wants to be paid, you're refusing to pay him, and then you've just uh you know, given at least fifteen million to this Let's be honest. Pretty, pretty divaish wide receiver who's done nothing in three years. Well, he did win a Super Bowl. That's, that's harsh. Yeah. But and he yeah. played pretty well in those those plays. He did. He did. Yeah. yeah. But you know, coming off a torn ACL, not played in over twelve months. Hmm. Feels like a a rough one. But hey, he had the money to play with. Fair enough. And, um, it, it and
1: was, you know much better pass catching corner Bateman. Sure. Should, yeah. Should kick on and. It's certainly not a bad
0: move. I just and I guess they had to do it to to stop him from leaving the building, and getting to the Jets, where it seemed like he was headed. Hmm. Um, that situation's on fire right now as well. I mean, what is going on there? I mean, a lot, a lot of dragging narratives
1: drafting. at the moment, isn't there? Yeah. It's yeah, like, there is, it's just, you're right. Let's just round round these up, but I guess it's yeah. not gonna happen. Probably till the night of the draft, is it? Or
0: Yeah. You, you, could, you could see it being one of these things where we're like thirty minutes from the draft starting and then Aaron Rodgers decides to one up everyone and yeah. uh, you know, throws everyone's
1: mock drafts in the bin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Tweets out that he is making the selections tonight. Yeah. <laughs> For the Jets. Okay, um, Falcons' trade. I wanted to ask about this. Falcons' trade for cornerback Jeff Okuda uh, gave up a fifth round. Obviously, Okuda. I was hoping Mike would be here because I know Mike especially was really, really high on Acuda that year. Um, not to throw him on the bus. I think maybe Akuda's still got a little bit left in the tank. He's he's had a rough go of it the first few years. But um, was this not worth a little look? I mean, a young guy, very highly touted, you know, fifth round pick. I mean, I know we don't have a fifth round pick, so it would have been maybe a little bit tougher. But yeah, sure something could have been come to if you were interested.
1: I mean, a talented guy, definitely. Last last year, not so good. It's all PFFs under sixty again, apart from really? run defense, which was seventy five grade. And played a lot of snaps, mm. so yeah, it's not, it's not, not working out. But you know, it's early in a career, and it can take a little time. Talent like that, you've got to give him a chance, right? Twenty twenty, yeah. I suppose. I say third year. Yeah, they don't want to pay him. they don't want to do, get into the deal. So just move him on.
0: I, I was a little surprised that the Lions did let him go. I mean, that makes me question. You know the the, the culture fit me. I don't want to you know drag the guy into the bus. I don't know anything about him, but you know, especially coming from a Dan Campbell team, where you know what you know what he's like. We we all saw the way that he builds the team in that room. Um Just surprised that he would let him would let him go. Yeah. In the top what was he top three pick in that draft. Yeah. So for a fifth Third rounder, pick. I mean that's mm. that's almost Alex Leatherwood level uh, right. downgrade in terms of value. So um yeah, I thought you'd have a little bit more time to turn it around. Hasn't happened, but uh, yeah, mm. I, I would have sniffed around if I was the Steelers with that with that kind of need at call. Definitely.
1: Serious upgrade. Again, we talked about the Falcons earlier. I mean, their secondary, they've added Jesse Bates and Jeffrey Okuda. I mean, that's an mm. improving team. Sure. Watch
0: out for the Falcons. Maybe they will go and draft a corner, uh, a QB, sorry. All right. And then lastly, rookies attending the draft have been revealed. I'll, I'll run you through them very quickly. John Addison. Oh, and we can talk about will are they going to make it in the first round because one of my favourite narratives are the guys that are left in the dressing room and then don't show up. the Left hanging,
1: round. the Geno Smith award.
0: Yeah, yeah. Jordan Anderson, mm, probably. Yeah, he's It's looking he less likely than when we first spoke about him, but probably. Yeah. Will Anderson, yeah. Brian Branch, we'll get into that today, maybe. Maybe, mm, maybe not. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Jalen Carter, probably. Although it'd be funny I if reckon. he slid. That would be crazy. <laughs> uh, Zay Flowers, I'm going to say yeah. Um, yeah. I'm actually seeing that on the betting markets, him to go in the first round is like it's not evens, but it's you know that's the betting line. Um, right. But I'm pretty confident he will, and I'm pretty confident he's going to be a Patriot, by the way. Oh yeah, you think? Yeah, I just if I had to bet on one guy going to one team, you know, after like pick ten, I think that's where I'd go. Aren't
1: they going to go like guard or something? They're going to pick some guard that should have been taken in the fifth round.
0: Guard out of Chattanooga. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: Hey, do you know I went back and looked, and and, uh, Cole Strange was like, was he my sleeper or someone's red star? I was looking the other day, and I was like, I just totally forgot about that by the time the draft came around. Yeah,
1: you're like, I didn't do that show either.
0: Oh, fair enough. Uh, Paris Johnson, yeah, he'll be gone. Will Levis, yeah, you'd imagine so. Joey Porter, yeah. Anthony Richardson, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, Bijan Robinson, now that'll be fun. Yeah, sure Because, is. I mean, yeah, certainly you'd imagine so, but if he does start to slide, I mean, I don't know. He, he could be the one that they keep panning to all night if, if he does start to slide. Yeah,
1: every time he picks up, his fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think, has solidified himself as wide receiver one, if I was to guess, yeah. right now, uh, since we spoke. Uh, CJ Stroud, yeah, and then this is this is the fun one: Keon White,
1: Ooh. defensive
0: end out of Georgia Tech. And I, I, the great That's thing was when, when when I saw these tweets with this list, all the replies were like Keon White, and it's like, why is this polar bear in Arlington, Texas?
1: Now, if if the Steelers screw it up, they're not going to draft Keon White, are they? <laughs> like, go for go for a, a like reach on an edge guy. Oh, Khan panically looks around and goes, "That
0: guy, yeah. the guy who's left in the room." <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't know. i I'd not put anything past the Steelers with the disappointment I've faced on draft nights in the past. So, but but I've got to be honest. I think it, I think we are locked into tackle our corner. I really do. I, I would be absolutely shocked if it wasn't.
1: And there's like a, I think there'll be a couple of tackles on the board, and there'll be a couple of corners on the board.
0: That's so they, it, can't,
1: yeah, they can't I mean, mess it up. And they're, and they're all sort of. Be good value. There won't be reaches. if they're, I
0: think. You know. I think what it is with the tackles. I think if the if the main sort of top three tackles are gone, I think there's this kind of a second level of tackles there that you can take in the first round that wouldn't be insane. And I think that's probably what the default backup option will be for the Steelers if you know none of their guys are necessarily there. But I mean,
1: obviously we, it's corners next week, so we we'll get into it. But what yeah. from, from like the sort of mock drafts and everything, there's sort of four or five corners go you know with a first round grade on most people's boards. Mm-hmm. So. You've got to think there's at least two or three of them there, and you
0: know. Traditionally I, I think that's these corners a... might go pretty early, to be honest. But, but like you say, I mean, they're, they're going to push each other down, so there'll at least be a tackle or a corner sitting there. You'd imagine, yeah. But yeah, hopefully we're not too late. And you never know; we could see a trade up. that has been top of that. Um, Omar Khan in his first season gets a bit aggressive. I wouldn't, like I wouldn't want to see Johnson that.
1: Or... You know, that, that, if you do, if you go tackle and corner, that's one good quality pick on both sides of the ball. I'd rather have that than you know, trade up and do another Devin Bush scenario and ends up the guy's are diddler yeah. and you've wasted those two bits of draft capital you had.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it depends on who you're going up for, but I would want at least a decent deal out of it. I mean, I'm thinking like there's been apparently talk of us training with the Bears to get up to nine. I would want, you know, if we're going to give up, I wouldn't be giving up 32, let's put it that way. And, I, and if you're going to give up the second, second round pick or, or even the third round pick, Let's get, you know, like a sixth round pick back in return to in I, I don't see the point in
1: trading up, do you? I mean, you, you get out, there's not, yeah. we've talked about it, there's not that many blue chippers in this draft. So you've got this big like cohort of like from about 10 to probably 60 where they're all good players, but they're all of a similar level. So it's yeah, well, crazy that's it. to trade up.
0: Yeah, but I think what we'd be doing is trading up for one of those blue chippers, right? And, and the names that I'm seeing floated out are like Paris Johnson or Christian Gonzalez. If one of those falls to sort of 10, 9 or 10. You know, you could you could potentially see the Steelers. Now, are they move. are they
1: blue chippers? I think they're on the
0: cusp. Well, that's the talk. You know, I mean I mean Paris Johnson's tackle one according to everyone and yeah. Uh, Witherspoon and Gonzalez seem to be uh, pretty neck and neck in terms of cornerback, so we shall see. Um I could see it though. I could see it. I wouldn't be surprised mm. if there's a draft day move. Anyway, that's all I've got. Oh and Bryce Young. Bryce Young will be there. Tyree Wilson and Devon Witherspoon. So I don't think we'll have many left over in the, in the no, booth. It I might just be old Keon White sitting yeah.
1: there. Maybe they know something.
0: Yeah, they probably do. They probably do. Yeah. Keon White probably knows for a fact that if he gets to, I don't know, the, the Chiefs, they're going to take him or something. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, safety class, you ready? Let's, you want to jump into this? Let's do it. I, I I don't think this is going to take, frankly, all that long. Um, seems, as we talk about the class as a whole, uh, that there's a trend this year of a lot of kind of undersized guys – in every class we spoke about, almost, and you know, there's no yeah. exception in this safety class. I see a lot of guys that seem very comfortable playing downhill, kind of like tone setter box safety kind of guys that play with power and violence. But don't know that I saw a whole lot of coverage play, don't know that I saw a whole lot of guys that really separated themselves on tape. I was a little bit underwhelmed with this class, maybe more than any of the others that we've done this year. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it's just it's sort of like 60 to 70 percent just DBs you know like mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. those guys that can just rock back sit in coverage in zone with some stuff happening in front of them make a play on the ball maybe get a, you know break up a pass here and there but they're not bringing that intensity and that fire that maybe you and me sort of are drawn to so there are a couple of guys here that did sort of they play with that heat and 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 you know we're probably going to like the Mooses of the world we're going to mm-hmm. we're going to like them because they stand out but I think ultimately that it's a sign that the college game is ahead of the NFL in terms of this kind of like bracket coverage and having four, five, six DBs out there all the time. And they're kind of not positionless, but versatile. So they can, Mm -hmm. you know, play the slot, they can play the star, they can do the robbing thing, they can play deep, they can roll around, play, you know, just a bit of linebacker even. Um, And it's quite hard to know which one is the best because they're all kind of doing similar things.
0: Yeah, as a draft class, it flattens out sort of real quick, I think. And and you could almost argue that it flattens out from the very top. I mean, depending on the way you want to speak about it. I, it's going to interest me if me and you have uh, the same guys that we viewed as those kind of tone setters, those different, you know, the guys that we're obviously going to enjoy the tape of. I'll be interested to see if those guys are the same for me and you or whether mm. we, you know, end up having different guys. But but I think we're going to like them for the same reasons. Um, yeah. Because like you say, I mean, there's just a lot of guys that do similar things and it's just, you know, how much did you, you know, maybe like the intensity of one guy compared to another, and you know, obviously, I, I think you know, probably reading coverages and stuff is one of the weaker areas when it comes to, to to me trying to scout because these guys are off the screen so much, and it, you know, it's just difficult to keep track of. And I know you're a little bit better at that, so maybe I will lean on you for some more of that. But I didn't see a lot of great coverage play out of these guys. That, you know, a lot of guys that felt more comfortable with the play in front of them.
1: Yeah, there wasn't a lot of man. But then, do you see a
0: lot of man out of safeties usually? Days. I mean, no. And a lot of these guys are playing slot as well, right? Right, um,
1: that's the thing, yeah.
0: yeah, It's so, kind of
1: weird. Like the, the sort of designations are different now. They're kind of all hybrids.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, how many um, times I, do you write versatile DB? Versatile, yeah, all that, yeah. Yeah, yeah plays exactly. Plays a bit of Versal,
0: slot. Yeah, yeah, versatile is the key word this, this week, it seems. And um, maybe that's good for the Steels, right? I mean, because we are obviously, we, we talk a lot about tackle and, and corner, but maybe nickel is actually the underrated uh, need on this team. That, that we really don't have filled. I mean, you can we can talk about your boy Morlet all we want, but it does seem that that is a hole that the team wants to fill. So um, maybe that guy is amongst these these names that we'll talk about.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, this could definitely improve on Norwood. Do you think? Or
0: certainly, yeah. Is that yeah. is that is that, the spot is, that is that you? Is that you saying that we, we don't need to improve on Marlette then?
1: <laughs> I think Morlette's perfectly fine in what he does, <laughs> but uh, no, I always think you can have more DBs, and uh, it's. I mean. Obviously, Minka is the starter. You've got um, KZ is is very similar to some of these players here, right? Where he's yeah, kind of like yeah. you don't necessarily want them alone on single high, but they're great in kind of split safeties and you know a guy that can start in the box and roll back to to sort of mm-hmm. disguise the coverage, kind of versatile guy. So they've got him, and then obviously they've got Keanu Neal. He's more of the kind of hybrid linebacker safety, and Tanamuz is kind of that same sort of safety linebacker hybrid so I I think what they're actually missing is a kind of hair on fire absolute stud strong safety which Mm -hmm. perhaps is easier for us to uh, To evaluate rather than some of the sort of more cerebral kind of I I feel like that sort of you know like if you're on on Madden and you're kind of developing a player the scale for safety should be cerebral to intensity right and it's like you're either one or the other and you kind of, you kind of want one, you know, your strong safety to be bring the heat, be intense, and then you want your free safety, in a more traditional sense, to be the cerebral guy that sort of already worked out what's happening and is, you know, seems to know where the ball's going. Yep. So maybe we could get good. into that as we go down.
0: Who can, who, but who is also a sure tackler? That's the other thing because a lot of these guys, you know, they might be cerebral and they might know when to jump routes, but they're also, and there's a couple of names here, maybe, uh, taking a few risks and maybe aren't quite as form as you would like them to be, as as you know, that single high guy is going to be the left line of defense. Right. So anyway, let's get into it. Um, We'll start. Well, I'll start with just because there's one guy who, I mean, is he even a safety? Probably not, but whatever we're going to talk about, I imagine. Um, And that'd be Brian Branch, who's the first guy, it seems in most people's minds in in this class and who people are debating will be the first round pick. Um, I would say I've seen his name after kind of Joey Porter and a few other guys. I think Brian Branch is right up there in terms of Steelers mocks that I've been seeing.
1: Yeah, I've seen I've seen PFF mocking him on day two. What's the connection here? Why 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 are they saying the Steelers?
0: I, I think to, to me, so Brian Branch obviously coming out of Ohio State, six foot, one hundred and ninety pounds, you know, another kind of undersized guy. But but the role that he plays is this kind of um, we're not should we ban the word versatile today? Oh, I, don't know, I don't know if we can. <laughs> I've mean, run out of words to say. But but he basically he he is he is like the prototypical kind of slot guy, right? He, he can play this kind of role, you know, in and around the box where he's a great tackler. He's, a, he's kind of a heady player. He can read the backfield really well. Um, He can he can sort of read, you know, sweeps coming outside, you know, bubble screens, quick things coming out, and just absolutely bring the heat down at the line of scrimmage. Um, and I think he would basically be an upgrade over Arthur Mollett for me. Now, you're not going to agree with that, I'm sure. But, but that, that's kind of the role that I think people are projecting him to play. Is just just sitting right there in in that kind of nickel position, which is a starting position in today's NFL, right? As people keep saying, mm. and and you know, is that worth a first round pick? We can debate that, you know, till our, till the, the day is long. But that's kind of the position I think people are projecting him to play for the Steelers. Um, and, and I get it. I mean, he's a very very solid player. I mean, you know, he's got the lowest missed tackle rate in college football. He he is he is a very aggressive kind of hair on fire dude. I thought, I wonder if you agree with that, but I mean, I think he plays with. A lot of kind of instinct. I think he, he plays with the ball in front of him really well, reacts decisively to outside run plays and has those kind of booming hits, but they're also wrap-up tackles, which is what you'd love to look for in these kind of sort of nickel safeties. Um, and he's like a read and react player, right? A really smart guy who kind of regularly just... He's, he's obviously communicating the defence out there, but but he's coming downhill so quick because he's reading the battlefield. So, you know, you like a lot about what you see, but, but for me, obviously kind of an average athlete to be going this high in the first round Combine performance was not that of an elite talent, plays a little bit flat-footed, I thought, doesn't have kind of elite agility, change of direction, especially for a a smaller guy. Um, I've seen a lot of people comparing him, I'm interested to see what you think when you you get into him, but uh, to Jalen Petrie last year, who was kind of that Hmm. undersized DB chess piece. So a lot of people were kind of viewing him as a tweener, obviously I think he's worked out and we were all a big fan of him last year. Um, do you kind of see any 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 mix with him there? Is this kind of a safety slot guy, versatile guy? Where, where would you play? Tricky much? comp.
1: I'm not sure. I see that one. Yeah, I don't know. I thought um, you played with a, a touch more physicality. Now I do like. I agree. I do like Branch's physicality, but it's kind of like big hitting physicality. Not, not. I mean, he can shed and stuff, and you know, yeah. do stuff in the run game. But he's not that kind of like. When you say physical, it's kind of a um, a sort of measured physicality. He's not. Yeah. You know, he's not like madman running around with hair on fire, is he? He's quite controlled.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, which is that, good. I mean, yeah, which is good. It's a, good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a but, good thing.
1: yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, do, I do struggle with him in the first round, to be honest. i think
0: I, I got to be honest, I agree. Yeah, yeah
1: with, the, with the testing, he's not the fastest, not the most explosive. He's not the biggest. Is he athletic enough to, to do what he's done in college in the pros? I, Sam Monson was saying on Twitter, you know, from PFF, was saying that... Um, he thinks he's one of the blue chippers in the draft. So he, he thinks he is worth the first round.
0: PFF yeah. love him. PFF love are him. really, really high on Brian Branch. And I think a lot of that is to do with fundamentals, right? He's he's a, obviously a very good fundamentals guy. But just to throw out some percentiles at you, 78th broad jump is, is his best number. But then outside of that, pretty average all, all the way around. And when you consider that he's third percentile weight, I mean, 42nd percentile, 40-yard dash, 55 percentile, 10-yard split.
1: The speed is the concern, isn't it? Yeah, right. It's for mean, a smaller
0: I, dude that you're wanting speed from. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know that he can do that stuff around the box. That That's for certain. He can give you a bit of run, a bit of blitz, and a bit of like carrying a tight end or whatever around that area. But deeper, I'm a little bit concerned. And so I don't think he can do all that stuff that he's doing in college in the pros. So therefore, do you want to spend a first round pick on a, you know, even if he's a Mike Hilton or or better, but the you know the best possible version of someone in that role, is that worth a first-round pick?
0: See, so, you no, know, that's where I disagree, because I think that if he – because that's – yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. If he is Mike Hilton, because that is kind of what PFF is trying to say, they think that he'll be one of the very best nickel defenders in the league. I think that is worth a first-round pick, and I think the Steelers were silly to let that kind of slip away as if it wasn't valuable. I, I agree
1: with you. They were silly. Yeah. But are we sure he's going to be that the best no, nickel defender in the league? Certainly not. I think there's another guy in this draft that could – because I think what is people are selling for Brian Branch is his versatility, that he's going to be able to come in and just stay on the field no matter what the look is that the offense mm-hmm. is giving you, no matter what the down and distance. I'm not sure. I think there's another guy that's just – if you're going to look for a nickel sub-package slot corner safety hybrid, there's a better guy that does just that specific role. So if you're looking for Mike Hilton, that's exactly what he did. You know, very
0: excited to hear. I'm very excited to hear, if, <laughs> <I'm very> excited <laughs> to hear who that is. We'll get to it. Um,
1: I mean, because Alabama got three safeties that are ch- entering in the draft. I don't know if you watched all three of them together, or did you? Did you, uh,
0: not? you know, I, just, I don't even. I should approach it like that because that would save me time. But I don't.
1: It really doesn't. I, I go you have down to watch every play three times.
0: Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's. True.
1: So I was watching. I was watching the tape with all three of them in mind, and yeah, Brian Branch is the best one of the three, I'd say, by a hair. But it's not that much better.
0: Who are the Which other guys? Mean, so we've got uh, um,
1: Jordan Battle, and yeah. Demarco Helms.
0: Hell, that's the one that I didn't watch. Uh, yeah, okay. I got to Battle obviously, but yeah, Helms. I, I, I chose the Ohio State kid instead because PFF were really high on him.
1: I mean, they're in the right order. The, the, the way they move, Branch is the best mover, followed by Battle, followed by Helms. So just in that in that metric alone, they're being ranked in the right order. But you watch them play; and they're all they're all they're all productive. They're all doing good things. They've all got good highlights. They've got good tape. So, again, it's Alabama. I mean, Alabama got yeah. – you know, Minka was from Alabama. You know, it's a good line of safeties. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sold on this guy being definitely not for the Steelers at 17.
0: Yeah. What, what about 32? Because I thought, you know, interesting prospects as a first-round player. I mean, I, I really do think he would he would be an upgrade at, at that slot position, if nothing else, even if he didn't bring any other upsides to the team. I think, I think he'd be an upgrade. And you can argue that's not worth a first-round pick. I probably agree.
1: But, but if you're taking him, him at thirty-two, sorry. Yeah then it 32. means you that's your D B pick. You're not taking a corner mm. at seventeen and then a,
0: a true outside guy, yeah.
1: So that would scare me. I think that they've blown it. If they take if they take Brian Branch, they've blown
0: <laughs> damn,
1: it. Damn. If he's well, there if he's there for the second and second round pick, fine.
0: It's a deep he's not gonna be there. It's a deep corner class though. So I mean, you know, just because you took Brian Branch at thirty two would not necessarily rule you out taking another corner in this draft.
1: Hmm. Maybe, it would concern me if that if that happens. We start day two with that.
0: Mm.
1: It's going to be a long day, long night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's funny because I think a lot of people disagree with him. I think a lot of people would be really excited to see him. I'm a little bit in between. I think I wouldn't be upset at 32. In fact, I think we probably got decent value if we got him at 32. I hear you. I hear your point though about you know does that mean that we're not getting a decent outside corner, which we obviously all want. so, I, I, look so what, what are you
1: hanging your hat? Sorry, what are you hanging your hat on with Brian Brown? Fundamentals.
0: I think he's a smart guy. I think he plays the position really well. The athleticism is obviously a little bit underwhelming um, for a guy, especially for a guy of his size. So it's but, Cam. It's
1: Cam Sutton again. It's it's a guy. that's The ring brawl and hasn't isn't yeah. the athlete.
0: You're probably right. Yeah, although I think I think he probably a little bit more polished than Cam Sutton was coming out, and I think that he probably plays a little bit more of a. A, a role like in in that nickel slot from day one, and he, he's probably a little bit better at blitzing the passer, and he's bringing a little bit more in and around the line of scrimmage for me mm. than Cam Sutton ever did. Frankly,
1: it's um, a tough one. This this is this is a thing with safeties. You've got to watch so much tape. Yeah. It's so yeah. long watching like all twenty two. There's you know there's one play where it, you can get something meaningful from every ten plays. So if you're going to draft Brian Branch you need to sit there and watch every single one of his games to work so I I'm, I'm, sure,
0: I'm sure you will
1: <laughs> yeah no I'm just saying for us to make a thing we're we're basing it on this is this is a harder I think a harder evaluation than any other of the position groups and um, you know everyone's saying he's yeah. the number one safety I'm not sure but am I you know am I basing it on Twenty five percent of the tape that I should have watched because I've not had time to watch twelve games or whatever. Yeah, which is yeah. what you need to watch.
0: I, I just think he has a high floor. That's, That's true. true. That I just true. think he's a, he's a good football player. You know, for as much as that means, but I just think you know he does the, he does the fundamentals well. He does the, the 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 things that so many of these guys like lack at, and the reason these guys fail is because they can't do the basics. And I think that he does all that stuff really well. But can and, he do uh, the
1: basic from from what from the nickel? Nickel corner yes, position. Yes,
0: that's where I would, yeah, that's where I'd be starting him. I mean, if he can do more, then great. But but for me, I mean, I'd be starting him in the slot day one.
1: Hmm. Because he's not the biggest, right? He's. I mean, you said six foot, I've got 5'11", 190. To me, yeah, he's a little, you know, a little on the, he's not, you know, he's not jacked up, is he? He's quite sort of lean. Yeah. So is that a guy that's going to get bullied at the next level if he is, you know, playing this box role? Yeah, I mean he's, he's not scared to get stuck in, you know, he's got some blitz game around him, definitely. You know, he's got a little bit of bend when he comes around the edge. He's pretty good at that. But is is that going to get nullified? Is that is it going to be a tick down? You know, he, what is he really elite at? And you're saying fundamentals. But then is he well, enough yeah, of an athlete? Yeah, is elite. he enough of an athlete to make those fundamentals count? Because yeah. he's not got the strength, he's not got the speed, he's not got the explosivity, if that's a word.
0: Explosivity, I like that.
1: So, I don't know. I'm a little bit unbiable I with Brian Brown. I,
0: like, I feel like I've been the devil's advocate kind of backing Brian Branch here, but I think I, I'd probably say out at 17 as well. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not sold in this pick at 17 either. I mean, his number right now on the old draftables is 24. I mean, even that feels a little bit high to me. It I, does. I agree. It would be, it would be 32 probably. And even that would be, you know, I'd be like, okay, fair enough. I wouldn't be, you know, jumping off the couch about it.
1: Do you, do you want to set the line at 32 then?
0: Ooh, interesting. I was gonna. I was just gonna say at seventeen, given that we wouldn't get him at thirty, but maybe it would. I, I, either way, I think I'm gonna say out just on. It's a tough one, right? Because I, I, I like the player. I don't think he's gonna be bad. Um, no, someone's
1: gonna get a good player here, but yeah, it's just yeah. you could have got something a little bit more.
0: Yeah, but but sometimes is it okay just to hit a double? Right? You know, you're just not you're not striking out as we've done so many times. You just get a solid, yeah, a, a solid piece on the defense that that plays good fundamental football and doesn't let you down. I don't know, but then you want upside. Football. Yeah, I know. You want a
1: difference maker? Is Brian Branch a difference maker?
0: I'm not sure. Well, good player, good conversation. Either way, I I think I think I'll go out if we're going to set it at 32. Even Um, me too. I, I would be more comfortable at 32. I'd be a little bit closer. I'd be I'd be sort of. I wouldn't be upset at the pick at 32, but I also wouldn't be like you know knocked over, bowled over, as I think some people would be. But I think the fan base would get behind him at 32. I really do. Um, this is where
1: he goes to the Patriots and has a uh, Hall of Fame career. Of, with, yeah,
0: with. absolutely. We play this back in sound. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. All right, brother. What's the next uh, guy you want to talk about?
1: Let's go to uh, Antonio Johnson out of uh, Texas A&M. Dude is six foot two, one hundred ninety-eight pounds. Now this is your physical dude, and he is rocked up, and he plays with fire. And this dude is my oh. Richo. I think this guy's the number one safety in the class, man. I think he's getting slept on by pretty much everyone. Uh, he 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 um was a versatile guy. Uh, former, am I right in saying he's a former wide receiver? Or have I made that? Yeah, former
0: wide receiver in high school, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and played around the box in 21, and then moved to deep safety in 22. It took a little bit of time for adjustment for him because he's definitely more of a kind of box dude. But he he played well in the end. Uh, from deep, so he he can do he can do a bit of that where you can move him around and he can he can do it. But here, this guy is tough at the point of attack he can shed blocks. He's like great breaking down, strong head-on tackler. That's a really strong part of his game. His tackling is is so sound. And um, when he's blitzing, he's got a little dip around the edge. Which not many of these people you see these safeties you see actually get that little kind of dip around the edge. He's got it, so that that gives you something. Uh, just uh, yeah. Breaking down in space, tackling, I've said all that. Uh, catch point domino. I like his skills at the catch point. And, and he's got the instincts. He's only 21. He's got a good burst. I think he's going to be a tackle machine. Um, I mean, the, you, you watched him, right?
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, yeah. Not the smoothest mover, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny, the consensus right now has him at 54. What do you make of that? Because that is...
1: That's value.
0: Seems low with what people are talking about him. However, I want to ask you this question, because I agree with what you've said. I mean, there's a lot of upside here. Young player who definitely does play with you know, some jam in his pants. Um, so there's some real velocity in his hits, loves to come downhill. It's a lot of these guys do, but I do think he's bringing an extra little bit of oomph compared to some of the guys we'll talk about a little bit later on. But mm. what went on at the combine? I don't know. So this, because I agree. I mean, I was listening to, um, I think last week, I was listening to, like, I went back and listened to, like, the 2022 summer scouting on, on some of these guys. And obviously, they're talking about some guys that didn't end up coming out and whatever. And Antonio Johnson was their like number one safety last summer, and they were so high on this dude. Like they were talking like there is like no holes in this guy's game. This guy could be a first rounder. Like they were really really high on him. PFF now, I mean they're still high on him, but they have him at sixty four on the big board. Mm. So there's obvious been obviously been a bit of a drop off. He's still the second safety, but um obviously been a bit of a drop off in how they view him. And then you look at the combine, and yeah, I mean, I mean pretty the rough, bench. right? I mean. The bench the be- is weird. The bench, especially, because he he seems like you'd be a strong player. Now, does he play strong? Uh, you know, you know, the stem of his root, or is it just velocity hitting? Do, do you see strength throughout his game?
1: I thought I thought I saw a lot of physicality throughout his game, but then yeah, when you see he only managed eight reps, reps, which is one percentile on the bench, you're thinking what the heck is going on there? But you look at his frame. I mean, he's six two one nine eight. There's definitely room he's to late. add mass. Yeah. If you want to, you could convert him into being a kind of, you know, linebacker, dimebacker hybrid. No problem, you know. If you just want one guy that's going to play the run and everyone else plays the pass, you know, just in case they do a draw or something, this is your guy. I think this is this is a useful a useful player, and that's just going to be a physical presence on the back end of your defense. So. What was that? What was the line there you were saying? 40? Uh, 54. 54, yeah. Sign me up. You know, whoever whoever they get in the first two picks, give me this guy in the, in the second round, the end of the second round there.
0: Um, it's interesting. I mean, because at the end of the second round, I mean, can you argue with the value? But I am just so scared by that athletic testing, man. I mean, the 40-yard dash isn't terrible. No, it's fine. So, at least a bit of speed there and... But yeah, I mean, even the standstill athleticism, I mean, Broad jump 32nd percentile.
1: The vert was bad.
0: Vert fifth percentile. I mean, I, I, I just wish I knew, I wish there was like something coming out, like, you know, I don't know, he had, he had the flu that day or something, right? I just, I just want some little caveat to that to, that explains it because that, I got to I gotta, gotta be honest, I'm watching, obviously, you, you know, you look at the testing before you even view uh, some of the tape and, and I'm watching it with that in my head and, I'm, and then I'm noticing, I'm like... I don't know, man, like he is a little bit of a clunky mover, he, you know, he is kind of a, a bit, plays a little bit tight, doesn't have kind of that fluidity, although do you need him to? I don't think he's going to be the kind of guy who's going to play that single high or that deep role. He's going to be around the box, right? He's going to be that, yeah, he's probably a, that Ed, Edmonds role, right?
1: Yeah, or well, more let, well role again. You want him, you know. so you
0: want to play, play him in the slot?
1: Not in the slot, but in that kind of, you know, against the run, you bring a safety down into the box. Right, and, okay, yeah. You know. That kind of, not necessarily in in man jammed up against a guy in the slot, but you know, that kind of like extra defender in the box that's going to either blitz or, you know, seal an edge or something.
0: Yeah. And I think you do, I do think he'd do a job of that. And I I do wonder if he just falls because of the the testing. You know, I could see it. And I got to be honest, I think if if his numbers were a little bit higher, if we were talking top of the second round, I might be a little bit more questionable about it. But I think 54, I could probably agree with you and say in, although maybe a little bit less. Enthusiati- enthusiastically than you have. Okay, um, I just love the tape. I get it. I get it. He, he's a fun to watch, but um, I don't know, man. Just jump a little bit further, brother.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's <laughs> going on there. So you, you, you in or out, out?
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll stay in. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, for the frame at least. I mean, yeah. long and rangy guy. You know, looks good. Getting off the bus, right?
1: I thought he had. I thought he showed good, to, uh, good burst. You know, and. With combined with the instincts, I thought I I didn't I didn't think that lack of explosion showed up on tape, but you're yeah, saying that's, it. Did. That's you it.
0: It's not. No, no. I don't think it's a lack of explosion, right? Because there's this kind of a linear athlete. I think he's fine. I think when when he kind of makes his breaks and comes mm-hmm. downhill, he looks good. And I think the good thing about him, and maybe why you don't spot on tape as much is that he's not one of these guys that we'll get to that's like a really rough tackler, right? I think his pursuit angles are pretty good. Yeah. I think he can, kind of hits pretty well. So, so you're not noticing maybe the, the times where he's having to flip his hips around or getting out of position as much. Yeah. I think if you did, then you would you would maybe notice that he's got a little bit, you know, lacks that phone booth explosion, but...
1: Yeah. Oh, he's anyway. definitely not quick, you know, from his back pedal breaking yeah. into bursting laterally or coming back downhill from his back pedal. That That's where he's not great. He's a little bit stuck in the mud for a second there. Yeah, but you, you know you can't have a, you know it's not a perfect prospect, but what he does exactly. do I like, and um, yeah. I think he could be you know you get this guy a couple of years time he could be your tackle leader on your defense, so that's always worth something.
0: Yeah, all right, fair enough. Yeah, I'll, I'll say in. All right, cool. At fifty-four, um, I think he'll probably do a job for so. I, you know, I could see this being the pick in the second round. I, I really could.
1: Yeah, I'd be hyped for that.
0: All right, then I'll roll on. Um, and I will take. I'll maybe jump a, a spot down from the consensus, and I'll I'll, I'll mention uh, Sidney Brown mm. out of Illinois. Um, I just realised I said Brian Branch was from Ohio State. Why did I do that? I wrote it down wrong. Oh, Alabama. I'm from Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sydney Brown, Illinois, five foot ten, another undersized dude. Uh, but £210, so a little bit more rocked up. Three words i got written down for him, which, by the way, over the course of this draft season, is no longer even anywhere close to three words, nor do I attempt it to be. It's It's just a sentiment. It's just become, yeah, just just something to write at the top. Um, Short but rocked up, hyper-athletic and fluid, intense. Now, Sidney Brown is the brother of running back Chase Brown. They're actually twins. Mm. Um, And I was reading a little bit about their story so I don't know. Have you read anything about like these guys and where they come no, from?
1: No, give us a bit of background.
0: So, so not to, yeah to go a little bit kets on you, but I got into this because it was I read that it was quite an interesting story, so I got reading about it. I obviously missed this when we talked about Chase Brown. Um, so they're both Canadian. Um, the dad played in the CFL. Mum was a figure state figure skater. Um, but by the time these guys were sort of reaching sort of 15, 16, um, they'd, re- they'd sort of got into sort of significant financial trouble, right? So it led to them effectively, their mother brought them down to the US, took them to Florida, um, basically left them with a couple that they didn't know in the US while they tried to get noticed by college teams because it just wasn't happening in Canada. Um, it, I, there's a, I think it's Sports Illustrated, or I can't remember, but somewhere out there's a really good write up on the story of this that, that is well worth reading if you're interested. Um, one of the good stories in the draft, I'm sure you'll probably hear about it on draft day and day two or whatever. Um, but but reading about it, I mean, the vibes for Sydney Brown and then proactively Chase Brown, I think are off the charts, dude. These two sound like they are hard working to the nth degree. It reminds me a little bit of, of um, what we thought about like the St. Brown brothers, right? Where like they just kind of obviously drove each other to become just insane athletes that beat every odds despite size and, and whatever else. Like, I, I say take them both, man. <laughs> I mean, let's keep them together. Um, it's, the well, you athle- think it's
1: another Steelers take the Watt brothers and everyone else brothers. Dude, Evans if we're brothers. talking,
0: yeah, if we're talking about having brothers, then I say let's have these brothers for sure. Um, the athleticism is is pretty off the charts. Let me just pull up um, the mock the the uh, the spider web. Is
1: that going to be another story like um, uh, naji lived in a car? Uh, it does feel it, like, yeah. Fitzy was went to Harvard or whatever, and. Of these that guys hard? lived with yeah. this
0: random couple in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Um So it sounds like Ch- I think Chase was the higher recruited prospect, right? So he went to uh, I can't remember a different college at uh, Sydney. Both in Illinois, weren't they? Right. Yeah. But 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 Chase went to a different college. It didn't. It kind of. He basically he went to do aviation, and then he found out when he got there that he had to pay sixty grand for the aviation classes that wasn't covered in his scholarship. Oh. So then he so so he could have gone to better schools apparently, but then was like, "Ah, screw it! I'm just going to go back Can't to hang with my bro and, and go to Illinois." So the athletic testing was wild for Sydney Brown. Just to get back to him, um, ninety-one percentile on the bench press, ninety-two percentile on the broad jump, ninety-three percentile on the vert. He's Tanner Muse clone. Yeah, dude. But but obviously a little bit smaller, a little bit more kind of in that rocked up bollard kind of mode. But he just breaks on the football so quick, man. He he impacts the pass catcher in the process of the catch so often. His speed makes him a scary and capable blitzer. He's got that kind of dip and, he, and he's small, so he kind of weaves in and out. Um, he had crazy production in 2022, finished with six interceptions, six pass breakups. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to say the band word, but he played uh, most of his snaps in the box, but I think he's got the fluidity to be a kind of a coverage playmaker as well. Um Really fluid hips, very sticky in coverage, takes on much larger opponents effectively. Because uh, that's the thing, right? When you, the one knock you maybe want to say is size, comes in shorter than expected, 5'10". Uh, and he does look it on the field, right? He's like one of these little dudes that's just playing with his hair on fire, and you wonder if that'll make him fall. But he gets up there, man, and challenges. And maybe that's because of the you know the 93% alert. But he gets up and challenges the catch point, and he is uber physical and plays you know with a light up his backside. Great frame, like I said. I mean, I think if nothing else, he'll be a demon on special teams. But I, I, I would be surprised if he does not make an impact in and around the box. Um, and he is going to be my red star. Whoa, yeah, red star. He's very
1: close to being mine as well. I, I really like his tape. Absolutely. You see some of this Did you watch all the picks?
0: The picks, the six picks he had. I didn't watch a highlight of the picks, but I'm sure I probably saw most of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, some of them were uh, just highlighting incredible hand-eye coordination. You know, not some of them were just Johnny on the spot picks, but most players would would not have made the picks. Like he was so quick to react and just catch the ball just as it's yeah. falling onto the carpet. You know, one of those mm-hmm. kind of things. And really, you know, it's like he's 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 not even seeing it; he's just reacting instinctively. So the, the guy has got special talent, heat seeker for the football, right? I mean, physical, fun, downhill style, high intensity. I mean, who knows if they if the Steelers hadn't signed Tanner Muse before we recorded, this guy might have been my red star as well because he, he is, mm. he is fun. Um, definitely prefer him towards the line rather than in yeah. space, I think. He's definitely, like you said, uh, yeah, box guy, but yeah, definitely really in on the guy. I saw he picked off uh, Brock Purdy's brother as well, so, um,
0: oh, really? chubber Purdy, first oh, impression, wait. not the
1: same impression I had I, with Brock.
0: I think I thought that he picked off Brock Purdy, but maybe that was because it was his brother. <laughs> yeah, it was his brother. Was okay, brother, right. Or, um, I think, I think I just heard Purdy and was Nebraska, like, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I didn't even think about the fact that it was their own college. I just was like, oh, Purdy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I mean, it's it's an incredible story. And I think it's backed up by a player that plays like his life is on the line. He, he plays like he's playing for tonight's bread. You know what I mean? Like, he's that guy.
1: Yeah. And, but with um, ball
0: skills. and Yeah.
1: Dominant, dominant at the catch point, which is surprising. I guess that's the vert, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. the dude can jump.
0: Yeah. I mean, what good is a six foot two guy who can, uh, you know, jump three inches off the ground? Yeah, give me the five foot. Give me the short king that can leap into the sky (laughs) like an Adonis. Yeah, yeah, dude, I I don't care. Give me this guy in the second round, as far as I'm concerned. Probably a bit high, but I'm I'm not interested. Um, I'm all about these guys that are like all vibes, all play, all intensity. Um, You know, it's been the year of the short kings for me.
1: Um, Yeah, I, I was looking to see if I could sleep in, but no, he's like third or fourth
0: yeah on the safety board yeah. yeah um there is some sort of notes in his tackling he's got a missed tackle rate of 16.5 percent and it's over 15 percent every year of his career um i think a lot of that comes from he's kind of like a leave your feet guy because he's like trying to just lay the wood all the yeah. time i think maybe you know you get him in and you, you sort of coach him to be a little bit more um cool headed without taking away yeah, that edge but, that he's got yeah gone.
1: you worry that you're going to take yeah, too much out of his game then yeah
0: absolutely if you so, start making you know, him
1: think about it but rather than doing it
0: just to make it rounded I think that's that's worth pointing out as a concern as well um, as the size but like I say I'm not too worried about the size I think the way he plays makes up for it and yeah I'd, I'd be all in
1: okay so you're in what are we, what are we going to set the line out there then
0: well the line is 75 so you know top of the third round kind of area-ish it seems like yeah that seems fair to me put me in I wonder if he falls because of the size or if he rises because of the athleticism. I could see both being true. Yeah,
1: I think someone's gonna 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 like him because of that. Yeah. I think if you watch the tape, you're like, oh this guy's great, and then you see the testing number and you think, oh wow, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, that change that that kind of confirms your priors, doesn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Next guy. Yeah, where do you want to go next?
1: I'm gonna go with a guy that was really close to being my red star. So these these are like my, my three favourite guys in the in the draft. We've had uh Antonio Johnson Sydney Brown, and then this guy. And, th- and this guy is um, more of your kind of classic, deeper guy, like I f- sort of could play a bit more free safety, I think, and that's uh, Christopher Smith out of Georgia. Mm. Um, and I think I like him more than I've seen on Consensus, and people seem to be low on him. And I don't know
0: Consensus why. Consensus, 98
1: on the big. Yeah, I don't know why. I-, I think he's one of the better free safeties in this class. I think, you know, he's 5'11", 192, so a little bit smaller on the smaller side. And four point six two forty, so not the fastest. He's not a flashy player, but he's just that kind of. He plays the safety role, you know. He's like great at the clean up game, um, and he's another versatile dude that's played all over, including slot corner. I mean, literally written that for everyone. But um, <laughs> you know, he's got a nice back pedal. But I just I like the way, he, unlike Antonio Johnson, he does drive downhill with power out of his back pedal. He's got quick click, and um, you know, nice smooth fluidity. Good angles, good positioning, good timing, breaks on routes really well, good range, solid tackler, wraps up well, good ball skills. You know, he's like the cerebral type, football IQ, he's diagnosing, route recognition. He uh, can pick up a tight end and stick with him. That's about the limit. He can't do any more man than that. Um, so a bit more of a zone guy than man, but, you know, he likes to play in front of him. Um, I just think he's, his elite trait is his, the mental processing of his game. So, you know... I think what's knocked him is his lack of top-end speed. But I I think he overcomes that with his early diagnosis. So he's like one of those see-into-the-future guys, I think. So a little bit of lack of uh, size and length and a bit of a moderate athlete. Um, You know, that might hurt him in blocking and, you know, in run defense around the box. He's not going to be one of those guys. He's definitely going to be the guy you want to keep deep. But um, if you want a guy that's going to keep deep, I reckon he's the best guy in the draft to do it. Because all these other guys, they seem to be more down round by the box. This is this is a deep safety. You got to remember this, yeah. this this this. He's like the last piece from that like historic Georgia defense uh, won all those titles, right? And you know, there, he was there at the back. He was backing him up the whole time, and he did a good job. Just sort of flew under the radar a bit. But I, if it was me, I'd be banging the table for this guy. So I really was close to red starring this Ooh. guy as as the truest definition of. I think he's he's a great player that's being looked over. What do you think?
0: Interesting, interesting. Yeah, six interceptions in the last two years, right? But um, and I agree. I mean, I totally agree with what you said in regards to his his kind of football smarts. I mean, that is where he wins. He's, he's obviously super instinctual, smart player. He, he can he can jump routes to the best of them. The anticipation is great, but you're right. I mean, he's going to fall, I think, because of a lot. You know, he's not great size wise, and you can you can look you can look past that. Obviously, you know, 5'11", fine, He's bigger than Sydney Brown, but. He also just did not test well, and 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 he's not a surprise. Did not test well either. I think you you see it on tape, right? He's not got yeah. high end, top end speed. He's he's not. I think I think the limitations make themselves known on the field. I don't think he's got you know hyper speed to be effective downfield. You know, in in deep coverage, if he's left on an island, and and you know, I don't know. I, I wonder if you might have to cover up a little bit for the athleticism struggles. What, what I'm not thinking? sure. I
1: th- I think because of his diagnosis, he's. Yeah, right. All right. If you get into a straight foot race, is player A going to beat player B sure, to a certain yeah. landmark? He might lose that, but he's already kind of anticipated you doing that, so he's already cheated over. He he doesn't overplay. He just he just mm. seems to know where to be, and that's you can't think, you can't measure that.
0: I think maybe a lot of people are just kind of sort of not discounting him, but but saying you know, is it actually a benefit to play on a Georgia team with that kind of dif- defensive front as a safety? So that seems to be what a lot of the. Uh, the scuttlebutt is around why he's not maybe mm. rising a little bit despite the tape. This is the classic example of tape and production versus, you know, athleticism and size. Yeah. Right. Um, cause, cause the play, I, I agree. I mean, it, it's great. Um, He's a great open field tackler as well. Right. So you're not worried yeah. about playing him at the top. I, I agree. I mean, I think he can play that role. I just, again, where do you draft a guy with such limited athleticism um, in a league that values it so highly, you know, you can say, Hey, I, I think he can anticipate over it and he can, and he can, he can play beyond the athleticism, and that's certainly true. You know, not everyone in the league is an elite athlete, but that's no. what teams draft. Right? In fact, safeties
1: so, generally are pretty mediocre athletes. Yeah, that's why they're playing safety. But right? but, but
0: he's a mediocre athlete Among amongst safety. safeties. <laughs> yeah, <In> fact, <laughs> let's be honest, he's a poor athlete amongst safeties in terms of you know if you just look at the, the testing. So, well, his ten yard know.
1: split was all right. His forty yard dash, yeah, not quicker good. than fast. Yeah, yeah. So he's got the burst there, and I just think you know there's not. Did you know, you're hoping point. that he's not going to have no. to use his range as much as you're thinking he's going to, because he's going to be already in the position to have a jump on the play.
0: Basically, is what yeah. I'm saying. A little bit lean as well for a small dude. Maybe you can, like Sidney Brown is what two ten. He looks it like like a a bollard playing very different roles. Obviously, yeah. it's not going to be playing in around the box, but I wouldn't mind him adding a little bit of weight. And then you worry like. If he does add a little bit of NFL weight, is he going to get even slower? I don't know. Mm.
1: I, do, mm. do you need to put much weight on it? You know, I, I just think I just think you are going to keep him deep. I don't think you are going to get him, you know, mixed up in the box. It's not his game. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be looking for him to put any any meat on the bone. I mean, if this if this was the, uh, I'd be quite happy with this with the end of the second round. But that's probably quite high, isn't it?
0: But, I, but, but I, well, hang on a minute. I got I got to pull you up on this because you are the Steelers, you know, fit guy. What are we do with him?
1: Yeah, there's not much of a fit. There's not much of a need, but I'm, I'm, I was talking more generally. Yeah, as I said, okay. there's not not okay. the need for because they've got Kazi and um, Minka, so they don't really need him. But I just mean in in a sort of if all things being equal, I think yeah. he's definitely a second round player, and I don't think that's where he's going. Really? And stuff. Yeah, I don't know about that. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's what that's what I'm uh, drawing the line in the sand. I think he's that good.
0: Okay, all right. I might have to oppose you on this one. I think I might go out on this. Um... Okay. Well, we the athleticism the line is tipping me over the scale. I mean, the line right now is at 98, which, you know, admittedly isn't that high, but I also wasn't that high on him. So hmm. um, I shan't be swayed. Um, I like his take. That's the thing. Like, it's one of those. But I just don't know that I'm sold on a guy playing deep safety is going to be able to consistently do it with this level of athleticism.
1: Okay. So what do you want to say? Uh, 70? Does that seem fair?
0: I mean, I feel top like you're pumping him up even, maybe a little. Yeah, but top of the third, yeah. Yeah, is
1: that the line? Or do you want to well, I mean,
0: the, the, the actual line is 98, but you, we can say 70 if you want. Wait, wait, in.
1: wait. If you're saying nine, out at 98, I'd be stupid to, to lift the bar. You're saying out at 98? Yeah. All right, fine. I'll take in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I never understand where you're going with this game. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure I do. Oh, man. Alright, uh we'll roll on. Um uh, I'll I'll just take the guy in between, uh Jordan Battle. Mm-hmm. or the other guys out of Alabama. Uh six foot one, two hundred and nine pounds, um, a guy with, with great frame, good length. He he's he's a kind of an experienced guy, smart and versatile, say, Oh, I said it, I said it. Um but let me tell you what my issue is with Jordan Battle, and I'll see if you agree. I think he plays a little bit of a conservative brand of football compared to some of the other guys we've been speaking about. And maybe that's going to be, I'm interested to see if you agree, not to our liking. Um, I think he is a guy, John Battle, who, who doesn't want to give up a big play and often chooses to allow a reception rather than sort of going in early and, and making you know, a play, challenging the ball at the, at the, at the catch point. Um, it kind of makes for some some frustrating moments. He looks good getting off the bus, like I say, great frame and length. And he started four years at a major program like Alabama. I mean, he's one of these kind of traditionally polished prospects coming out who I think will probably go pretty high, at least, you know, relatively. I think he's 71 here. Yeah, 71 of the big board. Um, Solid form. I think he's smart. He can read and react. And, you know, he's impressive bursting on underthrown balls. He can make plays, jump in passes. What were his... um, his production numbers, let me just see if I can find those, because I seem to remember him jumping a couple of routes, not that that's his game necessarily, but... Uh, yeah, he can jump some routes, yeah, he's got some ball skills, I'd say. Yeah, what'd he get? So... Yeah, okay, yeah, three picks in 2021, one last year. Um So, I mean, he can definitely do all that stuff, but I, I, I just wonder if you agree, because, I mean, he's average athletically as well. Mm. Um He's while he's a kind of a solid wrap up tackler, I think he, he doesn't come downhill with that kind of power and intensity and violence that we've spoke about with some of these other guys.
1: He's not, he's not a crystal ball guy. He doesn't see into the future. He's, he's a see it before he does it kind of guy. Yes. yes, And and that actually works in his favor. Like he, he he never bites on like fakes or, you know, Mm -hmm. he can see through the noise in the run. He can diagnose and see what's really happening, but he's got to see it to do it. He doesn't, predict yeah and it looks sometimes like he's a tick late reacting but i wonder if that's because he's he's just he's not a swift processor is he he's like but i do like him I, th- I think it i think you can work with what he does there i think he's a very like you said he's very trustworthy you know you, you yeah. know he's not gonna overplay anything at all um he's a pretty fluid mover i thought he was good decent he's, build i thought he could, could blanket a guy all right if he's you know gonna stick i mean not not his game but you know he can he can stick with a dude which is nice to see uh, got absolutely toasted by Hyatt, but, but that's no surprise <laughs> um and you see him slip some tackles as well but generally pretty sound in that regard i thought but i, I don't think he's he's no christopher smith at the back you don't, you don't, he's not a guy you no. want to leave in single high he's he's your no, second he's safety playing. yeah yeah
0: yeah he's your box i, I, guy I you just I just thought he was kind of a solid, if unspectacular, starter. I'm sure he'll start in the league. I just, to me, it's kind of a boring pick, and maybe that's not the way that like NFL teams view things. I'm sure because uh, I'm sure the, the prospects of having a guy you can trust on the back end is actually pretty exciting for NFL teams. But just you know, the play isn't isn't super fun, right? He's got the experience and the smarts, but I mean, I'm sure you're the same as me. We're looking for these guys that that play with an edge, and and I like that edge from a, from a guy who's going to be playing near the line of scrimmage at times.
1: I do like he, he comes down and if he meets a running back in the hole he'll he'll stand them up. They're not going to get a mm. yard on him. I like that. You know he plays he plays like a guy that has battle on his jersey. You know. Well, that, I think maybe, that maybe that's
0: it. I thought, yeah, we're watching a guy whose name is Battle, and then you go, I was like, ah oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm not seeing it, but um, yeah, I think he just tr- maybe he needs to trust his instincts a little bit more. Is is the is the way to view it? You know. Uh, well, his his, inst- his
1: instincts is to slow play. So maybe he yeah, needs to not yeah. trust his instincts and start guessing a well, little a, bit. But then, he, then, yeah, then you get into problems there. So I don't know. Yeah, it's a tricky one.
0: I, I think he can do it. I mean, there was plays. You saw plays where he did take risks and reacted quickly and and, and it worked out for him. So, you know, maybe the game is there and, and he just needs to let loose. But then I think that's harder than going the other way around, right? I would rather take a guy who has all this athleticism and he's like a wound up ball and he plays with his hair on fire and makes a few mistakes and coach him into a maybe a more carbon collected player than taking the guy who's maybe a little bit unspectacular, maybe a little bit slow. I don't think you can put that fire in a guy.
1: I don't know. But then is is the clue in the name of the position? Safety. And he, he Jordan battle <laughs> plays with safety in mind. Safety. So yeah. I don't hate
0: yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah. But but Jeremy Chin, he is not. You know,
1: he's not Jeremy Chin. No. So
0: I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, eighty, I think was his level. Let me just see if it's changed in recent days since I wrote this. So he, oh, seventy-one. So he's increased a little bit. So you know, looking second, third round. Um, I'm sure it's a fine pick, but I've, I've got to be honest. I'm going to say out just, just. I just wouldn't be super hyped about it. And if At I'm 80. not, inter- if I'm not excited, then then why bother? <laughs> was that eighty? You said seventy-one. But you know, end of second round, start of third round. Okay. Uh, ooh, tough one. I think I'm going to go
1: in because I actually thought I thought the fact that he does he looks like a guy that's only good in the box, but his his movement skills and the fact that he can do a little bit here and there in man, yeah, makes me think he's maybe a little bit more valu- valuable than you're giving him credit for. So I, I'm I think
0: I'm, I think NFL teams will value him more than I do, but that's because what I look for is uh, to have fun. And what NFL teams are looking for is a good player, right? Okay, you like <laughs> email. Um, but but that's what I mean, right? Tell me the tell me. Right, if we took John battle with the second second round pick, right, whatever that is. Um, what is it? 47? It's not an exciting pick, right? Yeah, you, you'd but be he's like, a good player. Okay. yeah, he'd be like, yeah.
1: rather him in the third, but all right,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I'd rather him over that defensive tackle that can't move. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to keep G- dunking on that dude G- all draft season Dexter Girvin Dexter. Dexter yeah Kevin Dexter
1: um, he can move it's just slower than everyone else <laughs> or later I should say
0: I'm hoping that these defensive tackles we've brought in means that we're done with, with that, that narrative but I'm not sure let's see alright uh, who's next I think is it you next
1: let's go with um, the guy I was alluding to before who I was saying I think is a better sub package DB slot corner safety hybrid Okay. than uh Brian Branch, but that's pretty much I mean he does some deep single high stuff, but I think he's 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 I mean maybe he should have just been on the corner uh show and maybe you didn't even watch him but uh Jartavius Quan Martin out of Illinois. Do you watch that guy?
0: I, I did watch him yeah
1: I did watch him yeah again. uh didn't see much safety play. I thought he he's he yeah, like he's gonna be a corner but uh let's talk about him now because we brought him up. Um also teammate of uh Sydney Brown. So five eleven uh one nine four I mean this guy's just got he's just fluid, fluid, fluid hips. Hips like a corner, which when you're watching safeties they, they jump off the tape, but then is he a corner? So I don't know. Great uh change of direction, pretty sticky in coverage, if not a little handsy, but just like great jamming. If you if you want someone to come in and do like press jam down at the line, he's got it. And and pretty physical in the edge. So this this to me is the guy that you want if you had want to get rid of Moulet and your slot nickel. Um, you know, like Cam Sutton last year, if you want to just have one guy to do it, I reckon Quan Martin can do it. He's got pretty good ball skill. He's got the speed, 4.46 with a 96 percentile split. So he's fast and physical, um, pretty good at the contact point with receivers in the route. So he's a guy that's just a receiver's going to try and make a break on him and he's just he's going to make life difficult for him uh, as they're trying to do their, set up their moves. And he's a pretty good open field tackler. And and the testing showed great explosion. 98% are vert, 95% are broad. So, you know, this is a player I think is pretty good. But just where do you you value that? Like the conversation we had earlier, where do you value that sub-package DB slot corner? Maybe it's not even... Maybe sub-package is like the wrong name because now it's like base. But um, I don't know where you value this guy. I mean, he comes downhill like a torpedo for the hit. So... Could could do a little bit better at breaking down at the point of attack. And he's you know, he could do with tackling more hitting less. Maybe. But I mean he's not bad at tackling, but he just goes for the big hit sometimes. And does seem to bite on the wrong guy ahead of him. Uh seen him let runners pass for big gains. So some some of his zone instincts maybe aren't completely there when he's dropping back. So maybe he is more of a kind of down at the line guy. See, but-
0: I, I think this is where I, I think he has a great understanding of, of the open field
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and this is what's interesting about him because he's i was reading about him on pff or whatever and, and they're talking about he's one of the only people in, in the draft class that's played 200 plus snaps at outside corner slot corner box safety and deep safety so mm. i mean we banned the word versatility but maybe this is the guy that actually should be given that tag because he played two full seasons at outside corner yeah so you know take your pick with what you want to do with him and you' and was talking about a versatile chess piece i mean i mean this is it so, why, more, so why,
1: is, why, is, why is Brian Branch, who's, right, yeah, get, you know, what? this guy's a better athlete than Brian Branch. Why is Brian Branch getting all first round hype and this guy, most people probably haven't heard of him.
0: Yeah, i got to be honest, I kind of agree with you. I mean, what I wrote at the bottom here was I'm a little bit shocked that Martin is so low on the big board at 83. I mean, I would not be surprised at all if a team actually takes him significantly earlier than that. I think um, so. I wouldn't even be, you know, I wouldn't be upset with the second round pick. In fact, I actually sleep at him. All right. <laughs> Okay. God, <laughs> now, God. the weird thing about this is that you know maybe you could argue you can't sleep with this guy. In fairness, you know it 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 sort of flattens out so quickly. Like once you get past Jordan Battle, well, no, once you get past Antonio Johnson at two, there's like ten guys almost all in the exact same spot. So it's kind of hard to say who is a sleeper and who isn't. But I will say this: no one's talking about Jatibius man. Right. Okay. And so. You know, that's why I felt, you know, I, I could sleep for him, even though, you know, maybe he'll go in a similar area to Sydney Brown as my red star. But just, again, another undersized guy, but for me, the athleticism concerns allay that. Uh, sorry, the athleticism uh, allays that for me. He's, he's you know, he tested really well. We talked about a 97 for Sydney Brown. Uh, Jartavius Martin outjumped him slightly, 98th percentile. So, mm, 44 um, inch. Another great standstill athlete, and you see it. I mean, there was one specific play where he, like, drifts into the back of the end zone I think it was a pick and I don't think he dropped it where he just kind of like you know he just drops into zone and just like he's reading the QB's eyes and and leaps into the back of the end zone and just totally out out muscles this guy at the the point of attack and and in a way that's kind of the thing that was most disappointing about him Jartavius Martin is that he has all this athleticism but I feel like he doesn't use it as well as he could I mean he he can be out physical a little bit. I think at the top of routes he gets maybe a little bit pushed around more than Sydney Brown, which is maybe why I like him a little bit more. Um, especially by bigger receivers, I could see tight, end, tight ends maybe taking taking the piss out of Jatibis Martin a little bit. I'd like him to see him beef up just a touch and, and improve that play strength. But I, I don't know, man. I, I just like him. To, I want to see him use that like athleticism he has. He, 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 a lot of the time he's like going for the tackle low. When I'm like, dude, you, you can you can leap out of the building. Let, let's go. Let's let's really attack this ball. At the point of attack, and I think he could be like a monster in terms of production if he if he can learn to harness that. You know, he's got all the athleticism for it. So, but like I said, I thought he had a really good feel for for the for the open field. I thought he, he sinks and hovers in space really well. I think all the awareness to play man coverage out of the slot. Um, and like you say, you can do what you want with him. I mean, you want you want to play him at corner, fine. You want to play him in the slot, start him there and see how it goes. Sure. So I think what you're talking I really about like there
1: it, it it shows that he has played all these different positions and yes. not just snaps here and there. It's like full time at various different yeah. decisions. So he's not, not as far along developmental wise that you'd hope for, but I think it shows he's got massive ceiling. And once you mm. sort of define what his role is, we work out what his best role is. I think he's going to be really good.
0: I agree. Yeah. I think he's going to outplay where he gets drafted. You know, if he gets drafted at this level and uh, I, do you know what else? I thought you had great awareness. So many of these guys are just out there to make the big hit. And he certainly can do that, but I thought that he was, showed great awareness of there was you know certain plays where you know where he's doing the kind of the sideline to sideline thing. He's kind of chasing on the defensive side where the running backs chasing like an outside, uh, an outside run, and he knows where the line where the first down line is right. And and you, you see I, there was a couple on a tight end in one game where like he he there was like a, a third and two, and like rather than like try and make a big hit or pull, he was like specifically just just doing anything he could to bring that guy down before the first down. So I, I thought he was a smart player, an athletic player, a guy who's been undervalued a little bit. And, you know, I wouldn't be upset with him in the second round, frankly. I think we'll say that about a lot of the guys that we like, but, mm. um, you know, with a lot of glaring holes in our defensive backfield right now, I think he could fill them.
1: I think this is a guy you want on your team. Yeah. You know, even even if you don't necessarily see him in year one on defense, because you're just sort of locking down exactly what his role is, because it is going to be a slimmer role than he played in college. You're still going to see him on special teams. It'd be an absolute stalwart at first in there and then play his way onto D. You know, I think, I I, I was was going to say, is this the guy that takes Trey Norwood's job? This could be. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I I think he could take Morlet and again, take Morlet and Norwood's job, just be a full-time nickel. Yeah. Um, You know, I think you want, you want him down at the line. I think you want him in the slot really more than deep. So that's why I think maybe we should talk about him as a corner rather than a safety. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the fact he can do that and, backpedal and look great and play off as well just adds to his uh allure so yeah i think he's a, a great player so what are we setting the line out here
0: so yeah it's 83 right now which is actually the highest highest it's ever been um so yeah i mean i'm all in third round i'm in yeah in
1: for Quan. i don't know what the all Quan right thing is because it's not his name jartavius I
0: truly didn't even see anyone referencing his Quan. yeah you, know, you oh, okay. pulled that out of somewhere that i didn't see all right <laughs> Uh, right, Rob uh, your sleeper, good, sorry. Good, good for Quan. Yeah. <laughs> right, who have we missed? We've done, we have jumped uh, up to okay.
1: one guy that's getting a lot of hype. Maybe oh, yeah, go is. on. Well, no, you go, you go. Uh, who,
0: well, who's the guy? And I'll, I'll talk about it. Uh,
1: uh, J.L. Skinner seems to be...
0: Yeah, okay. Um, boys, hey, how nice was it to see the old uh, blue field? The, the, the no, eye field? bleeders. It's funny, I was literally thinking before this week, I was like, I've not seen any Boise State players this year. <laughs> and mm. Then up pulls uh, Jail Skinner
1: it's better yeah. when Boise are playing in their darker colours on the blue mm. that I can get on board with it's when they're playing in their white it's just yeah. too high contrast
0: much, yeah too much glare on it's the like it's
1: like one of the colours has gone out on your TV <laughs> it's like you've lost all
0: the green or something I don't know I, I, I like watching Boise State because it reminds me of watching Blue Mountain State no. which I think I think they were basically based off right because they had the same you ever watch Blue Mountain State no. the, the comedy really we've had this before are you not interested in that kind of thing? Uh, like college comedies sort of? Down with this kind of it? thing. Uh, I don't watch a lot
1: of comedy TV. Okay, interesting. Apologies. Interesting,
0: because I think you're quite a funny guy. I thought you'd like comedies.
1: Not not intentionally funny. Accidentally funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. All right, fair enough. We won't get into that. Anyway, uh, Blue Mountain State. Give it a watch. It's great. Um, Jail Skinner out of Boise State. £209, 6'4". 6'4". That's six what I've got. <laughs> That's what I've got. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, I thought you were saying that. Like, well, no, he's like five. Foot that's six foot yeah. four. It's huge. That's what I mean, right? We we found him. We found <laughs> the, the tall guy in this class. Um, but it's interesting because you'd think, okay, six foot four. Like, what position is he playing? Well, actually, he's playing kind of the same position as everyone else. Right. He's he's um, he's playing a hair on fire, run defended, strong safety dude. He's kind of tall and rangy. Um, I think the knock is that he may actually need to chill out a little bit and play a little bit more deliberately than he does right now. But you can't deny the kind of unique frame and traits. And and you wonder, is he another one of these guys, you know, as we spoke about with Tana Mews, who ends up trying to move to linebacker, right? Because of the frame and the size. Mm -hmm.
1: And what he does best. Weird frame. Like weird. Six foot four, 209. Sounds like he's going to be kind of semi-jack. He's not. He's really lean, isn't he? He's
0: really skinny. Lanky, because yeah, I Yeah. I mean, it's 209 pounds. He weighs a pound less than Sydney Rounders.
1: Yeah, all of his all of his uh, pounds are in like his arms, like his because he's got freakishly long. Is he that long? What was his? T- I, he, he didn't. He did weird rusty. testing as well, didn't he? It's like tiny hands, but I didn't get an arm length.
0: J. L. Skinner didn't run forty, right? Oh, he did nothing. Oh, yeah, he's got tiny hands. What first percentile hands? Take from that what you will. Small hands, small feet. Um, but yeah, ninety eighth percentile height, so. I, mean, I don't even understand how that happens. How do you get a six foot four guy with small hands and? I don't know. Not sure. Interesting. But let's talk about the play. Um, so yeah, obviously he passes the eye test. Um, Does he? He has all the. Well, I mean, in terms of the range, maybe not. In terms of the jack status, sure. But right. I mean, you know, in terms of a guy who's going to impact the line of scrimmage, I think you can say he passes the Does eye he? test. Look. Well, why do you not think so? Because I've never seen a player that looks like him play in that position. Well, okay. Yeah, I hear you, but. But I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why then. Because he moves like he's smaller, right? That's true. He just does, he doesn't you know, I'm not going to say he's like quite Anthony Richardson who I got, you know, really jazzed about earlier this this year. But he certainly um it moves a lot better than a 6 foot 4 guy. In terms I of speed and range. Speed, I don't think his
1: change of not, direction is that
0: Agreed. Big. Yeah, he's tight-hipped. Um I worry about his coverage ability if everything isn't in front of him because he he isn't going to be a great transition player. But but he plays in front of himself, right? I mean, he is he has, you know, uh, he's athletically gifted as a linear athlete. He's a very, he's one of these long striders, right? Which you don't really, we don't really talk about too often at, at this position because, you know, rarely do you see them, but um, I think he's, he's pretty agile for a taller player. Um, not going to be as agile as a five foot 11 dude, but uh, you know, uh, it's just weird, right? Cause it almost feels like he's played out of position. Yeah. Um, it, but as far as I'm concerned, I mean, he uses his long speed to come downhill. He lays some booming hits. I mean, takes a big wide tackle radius and wraps up pretty nicely. Um. apparently he couldn't test because of a torn peck. and that oh, actually that might be a, yeah apparently that might be the reason that he falls as well is because he's, he's had, recently had a torn pec, he's, pec he's, on training.
1: He, wasn't he a track guy and he didn't run so that's you thinking why, oh, really? why okay. did run yeah I think he was some kind of sprinter 200 metres or something probably a hurdler with his bloody long legs
0: I love his game at the line of scrimmage. I think he's often the guy that's like putting the power in the, the, to make stops at the line and and, and that kind of thing. So I, you know, he plays with his hair on fire. It's fun, but I just wish he had a different gear. I mean, he only seems to play at 110%, which sounds good, right? I mean, that's great, but it's not always to his benefit. And he's sometimes a little bit folly off tackles. He's sometimes a little bit diving around. He's not quite the form guy that I would like. Um, Definitely
1: goes in for the torpedo rather than yes, the wrap-up.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And I also worry that at his size and kind of the frame that he's got, our injury is going to be a more consistent issue, you know, if he continues to play, you know, in this way, you know, he plays with his hair on fire. Is he going to sort of suffer from more injuries in his career? Because, you know, he just plays pretty insane for a guy that doesn't have a lot of meat on the bone. So Mm. it's it's funny because PFF actually thinks that his role should be in the slot, um, which is obviously what he played a lot of. For me, I mean, I don't know. He's got all the physicality and desire, but lacking that kind of quick acceleration and short area, you know, change of it just feels like a weird fit to play him in that position. I mean, what would you do with him? Try and transition him to land. Literally
1: I put I struggle to see how the Steelers would use this guy. I yeah. don't know. he's sort of inconsistent with his diagnosis as well, like there's plays where he does a really good job following the quarterback's eyes and not overplaying and not you know, not getting dragged around by the QB, just waiting for the actual decision to be made. But then there's other times where he does overplay, and you see some bad angles. So that doesn't make sense. So you're like, what, what's going on here? I think sometimes he, get, he gets blocked out of the out of the play too easily. Yeah. You know, he's not that kind of like around the line of scrimmage dominator. Uh, I don't know he, know. he
0: plays with power at the line of scrimmage, but it I don't does. think he's he's not shedding blocks like a guy. Yeah, like he's not coach. dominant.
1: Yeah, yeah he's yeah. Just kind of he's a little bit high on his back pedal, you know, it's not not surprising given his lankiness, but he just kind of looks a little bit ungainly at times. Yeah. yeah. Um, one he, one he, little he, thing I noticed was he often tips the hand of what he's doing pre-snap, which kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like <clears throat> if he's, you know, showing blitz or if he's showing blitz, he's going to blitz. If he's, if he's doing like a fake blitz where he's buzzing around the line and actually he's going to drop, he starts dropping way too early. Or if he's going to roll coverage, he starts rolling before, and maybe that's like speaks to like his lack of like some of that speed issue. I, I don't know, or, or the, the change of direction. I don't know why he's he's tipping his hand because there's no point in doing disguise if you're giving it away. So that yeah. that irritated me. But maybe that's probably probably coachable thing and just a minor yeah. point. Four
0: picks in 2022.
1: Yeah, you'd hope so um, with his length.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I like him as you know as a competitor I think he 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 adds value as as a guy who you know plays with intensity but I must admit I'm with you I just don't know what you do with him he's just kind of a tweener in the opposite way to what the guys usually are right he's right he's, he's above he's above the limit for what people <laughs> the yeah. position normally are so I mean I, I honestly do wonder if a transition to linebackers on the cards and he and he stacks on some weight if he can um but it's funny because when I, when I turned on the tape, I thought, oh, I'm going to love this dude. Like he's intense, he's big, he's long, he's physical. But I just, to be honest, I think he just lacks a lot of versatility. I don't know what you're going to do with him. He plays tough and mean, but is that enough?
1: Yeah. yeah so. It's sort of like you want to play him at the back end because he's not going to get balls thrown over his head. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but thought, he's not going
0: to be able to keep up with dudes, I don't think. Yeah. You know, I, I, I thought he was sort of cerebral
1: with a little bit of like a good balance mm. of cerebral with intensity, but I I didn't really like his intensity. It didn't. It felt misplaced or something. I don't Yeah, know. exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's he's he needs to cool off a little bit. Frankly, I I didn't see that. That's what I mean. I did, well, I don't, I don't like saying I don't see the cerebral this because I'm sure these guys are all are all cerebral. But you know, not we're not talking about the the kind of the smart read and react play that we've seen out of some other guys. I mean, this guy is is playing on instinct and not necessarily always in a good way. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I expected to be in, but I think to be honest, I'm probably going to go out. He's, he's top of the third round. I think is where we'd set the level. He's 82. Right now, um, maybe in the fourth round as a project, but uh, I don't know that I'd be super interested in using up that third round pick on him. Yeah, I'm out too. Well, in lockstep. Well, lucky JL Skinner, maybe the transition to linebacker will uh, improve your standing with this podcast. (laughs) All right, uh, I'll pass it over.
1: Okay. Mm, Who next? Uh, A couple of like, uh, he's getting into the weeds now.
0: I can give you the next guy on the board if you want.
1: Well, I've got um, Jamie Robinson. Is that the next guy? Yeah,
0: he is the next guy. On the board. Okay,
1: out of Florida State, five eleven, one nine one, so slightly undersized, undersized. four point five nine forty, slightly not fast enough, but okay. <laughs> like you can. What is
0: with, can, seriously? What is with this class? I don't and know. like just a bunch of dudes that are small and can't run.
1: Yeah. Undersized, <laughs> versatile, versatile DB. There, guys said it. Who is a fluid mover? Now, this guy did did play a lot of deep safety, but. I wonder if he's better suited as like a Dimebacker type sub package safety rather than you're sort of hanging your hat on and relying on him. He, he, his range is all right when it's not too deep, but when it when it's over long distance, that lack of speed shows up, I thought. Um, yeah. Decent low back pedal, which allows him to burst when he does click. Decent change of direction, plays with some physicality, especially at the catch point. That's where his physicality shows up the most, which I quite like. Um Meets up meets running backs in the hole with power, so that's good, breaks down well in space when he's not playing too wild. He can he can lose control a bit and fly around the ball carrier a bit too much for me. Um, but when he is a bit more measured, he does it quite well. Decent angles, decent vision, uh sorts sorts through the noise into the backfield, decent sideline to sideline speed, good strength testing, ninety-one percentile bench, decent instincts, but it's it's a lot of like good, not great stuff there. Pretty small, 19th percentile height, 5th percentile weight, 2%ile arm length, 12%ile hand size. He's like a shrink ray guy that's been shrunk down, average speed. (laughs) Um, Small size works against him when he's tackling. So he he often needs help to get a guy down. So he's not going to be your last line of defense, I don't think. And, And maybe that's why he goes more for hitting rather than tackling. And I didn't see much ball skills. You have to tell me if you saw more. But the, the lack of ball skills combined with his range may limit him from ever being like the single high safety. So like, like I said, I think he's like your second safety you bring on. So I don't know where you value that. But I don't know. He's all right.
0: I don't, just... Four picks in... Uh, oh, no. Wait, I'm not look at the right... Yeah, four picks in 2021. Right. One last year. So well, at least some production flash. But let me ask you a question. Do you think that I'm going to like... Is it Jammy Robinson? I I like Jammy Jamie Robinson? I think it's Robinson. Yeah, it probably is, right? But I'm gonna stick with Jammy. Do you think that I like Jamie Robinson? No. Ah, no, I thought you I thought you'd say yeah. Oh. Um I'm gonna tell you everything you need to know, right? Because I hear you, I hear what you say. I hear what you say. Go. Cool. Uh look at his little sp- his little spider chart, right? On Mot Draftable. Everything's poor. Everything's poor, all the testing's poor. But what isn't poor? The bench press. <laughs> My boy strong. Um <laughs> This this dude, man. Like, I hear everything you're saying, and there's a ton of concerns. Here. And I, I think, let me tell you where I think this guy fits before I get into his. His
1: spider is like a shard of ice. Yeah, like an icicle. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, uh, it's it's a stalagmite drop yeah. thingy from a cave. Oh, I need remind me to tell you about the uh, when I ventured into a cave recently. By the way, okay, I yeah, oh yeah, need to. Um, so. I could see him falling, obviously, because, I mean, lim- very limited athletically, like you said, this, and size concerns, and doesn't have maybe the play that some of the guys that we spoke about earlier do. So I, I can see him really dropping I, I really can. And, and if he does, i got to be honest, I'd be interested because if we miss out on taking that nickel guy, right, who maybe is going to be that pure upgrade over Marlette, I think this is a guy who can come in and compete for that exact role. I think he can... He can ho- you hope that he, he can hold up in coverage enough and, and not just become another Arthur Morlete. But I think he could maybe just beat him out and be a slight upgrade over it because, he, to me, he's a little bit... I mean, he's an urgent downhill run defender. He's violent and relentless as a tackle. He's just lacking in all those areas. Lacks length, lacks size, lacks speed. Um, but, he, I mean, he plays so well coming downhill. I think he's a stout run defender. He's he's aggressive and violent tackler. He, he imposes his will at the line of scrimmage for me. I mean, especially these short yardage... Um, Like downs, you know, like third and one, you've got like the really stacked line, um, the jumbo package. He's often the guy who's just piling over the top of everyone and and forcing that runner back. And um, he plays, I think think he plays with a little bit more speed than his testing might suggest. He's certainly not fast and he's going to get beat with long speed, sure. But, you know, you play him in that role that Arthur Morlett plays, he's not fast either. So. Um, I'd I think rather he see him. In, well.
1: Sorry, I'd rather see him Go in. Up. You know, when they had the Steelers playing Rob Spillane as a dimebacker, mm-hmm. I'd rather. Yeah. I'd rather him that role. I think.
0: Sure. Rather than he could do that. Yeah, whatever. I mean he's got the he's got the. I mean, he would probably do a better job than uh, than Spillane did in coverage. So <laughs> why not? Yeah. Um. So you know, sure, he's another undersized dude with poor athletic tested. The length is especially poor, and, and it's very troubling. You know, he's got arm length under. Thirty inches, which is is really rough, and probably why the Steelers won't be interested. But I mean, he's not the guy who's going to fight through blocks, sure. But I think he just plays with so with, with so much umph in his pants, you know, as a lot of these guys have. But he was one of the ones that really stood out to me. I think, along with Sydney Brown, I thought he really did play. Oh,
1: really? That's interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I thought I thought he played with a little bit extra, and I enjoyed the tape. Um, so I, I think he will. He is relentless, man. I think he will make plays purely with tenacity on the football field. Did you see some of his blitzing? Yeah. You know, I mean, you can see, right? You can't change direction, like, super well. <laughs> but once he gets going... <laughs> <laughs> but once once he, like, loads up and gets in the backfield, I mean, I think QBs are pretty scared of this dude.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know how much weight to put on that, really. I mean, that's a, an, an unblocked, you know, schemed open blitzer. I kind of just put, oh, that, put that down put, as a...
0: Put a dagger through my heart, man.
1: <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? I just put that down as where well, he's not... You no, know, he's not he's not getting around the edge, is he? He's not, like, dipping yeah, and ripping. Yeah, he's yeah. just unblocked and running really fast at a man who's trying to get away from him. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he runs really fast, but I don't know. But not fast enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I really did think he played with a bit of tenacity. And sometimes, you know, in the back end, that's all it takes uh, to impress me. And So I, I'm going to say, you know, I just I just like the cut of his jib. I think he's going to fall is the other thing. I think, you know... If we could get back into the fifth, maybe that's where we, we we end up finding a guy like this. I actually think his um, what's his number? Ninety-two. I think that's a little bit higher than we. That's really a bit good. rich for me. Yeah, I mean, what's ninety-two? Is that so third? It's
1: around the third, fourth turn, isn't it? Consensus yeah, draft pick, uh, is
0: it? Probably a third round cons- Oh, actually, I've got the list here, so I don't know why I don't just look. Uh, ninety-two puts him yeah at the one of the uh, thingy picks in in the third round. Compensatory Com- yeah. Uh I, I really would not be surprised. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised if he fell. To be honest, I really don't see him going that high. We'll see what happens, but I'm going to say in. Hey, nah, I like the cut of his <laughs> jib. In at ninety-two. Yeah, screw it. Big J- talk. Jammy Robinson. Let's talk. Jam- That's going to be one of those ones that comes back to bite me, man. With, with the athletic testing and the size.
1: That's how hope he can, Jammy.
0: It's more just because I think he's got a role to fill for for the Steelers. I'd prefer it in the fifth. I got to be honest, but.
1: Mm. Is he not like another Anton Brooks character that disappears? <laughs> no, Anton
0: Brooks was, well, yeah, maybe. Days boy. Uh, listen, Arthur Mollette, it's been nice having you. You're out, brother. It's, what what, what, what it's, has it's Arthur Morlett done wrong? To get, Jamie Robinson is here. <laughs> to get kicked off the roster every week. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's probably more fun just poking you about true. it. Yeah, it
1: hurts. Than any,
0: more than anything. But uh, I don't know. Arthur Mollette, he's not moving the needle for me. All
1: right. Which one of these jabronis do you want to get onto next, then?
0: So? <laughs> yeah, we are kind of in jabroni territory here, aren't we? Um, is there anyone I am into from this point on? I've not got many left. I think I've only got a couple left. Um, well, I think is it your turn anyway? Or is it didn't it? I? Didn't oh, I, I forget? Didn't oh, you maybe you did. All right, agree, I'll do. Uh, I'll do J. A. Brown. Didn't watch him. Oh crap! Well, that seems like a waste. Um, Basically, I, I watched this guy because he is, he is like the ball hawk. Season, yeah. Which we haven't really spoke about.
1: Very productive, um, right?
0: Yeah. He had, can I find it, 10 interceptions in the last two seasons. Penn State? It's kind of on its own. Yeah. Penn State. Uh, let me just pull up his numbers. Sorry, I was caught unprepared here. Sorry. Uh, J. R. Brown. Okay. So, five 5'11", 203 pounds, coming out of Penn State. 10 interceptions the last two seasons. Like uh, I say, he's a ball hawk, but he, the, the problem is he's a ball hawk who does this thing where he is a potential liability um, as a kind of an over-aggressive risk-taker. Uh, and I think, frankly, some team will fall in love with him, right, because of the production here in day two, I would imagine. But i got to be honest, it won't be me. I, I've seen enough of these guys who can win in college by kind of cheating their way uh, into picks, right, who who can jump X, Y, Z route. Gerard Holliman. Um, it's Yeah, exactly. And it's splashy, uh, but they get exposed in the NFL and quickly disappear. And, you know, there's a lack of high-end explosiveness on top of that here. Um, he's not a terrible tester like some of these guys, but he's not tested particularly well. He's, he's he's below average. And I think that a lack of explosiveness mixed with a guy who's kind of cheating on routes and jumping routes at every opportunity and, and he's a little bit of a liability in coverage makes him a day-three prospect, in my view, really, with with kind of a limited upside. Mm. Um, his I, I will say his eyes are always on the ball, you know, which you, you could view as good or bad, frankly, depending on what you're looking for. But it's great at producing splash plays, perhaps not for the other areas of the game. When you say that, does
1: he does he get his head round in coverage? Is that like he's back to the QB and he's getting his head round? Is that is that what you're saying?
0: Yes. Yeah, so 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 when when he he's reading the QB's eyes at all times, but maybe he's not reading the field. You know, no. he's I don't think he's going to be effective in man coverage. I think he's going to struggle reading the field, you know, f- having a feel for zone coverage and 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 you know, handing off and doing all the usual stuff that he's going to have to do if he, if he wants to play deep safety. Um, just so just like a general a, like, lack of field awareness for me.
1: Like a lone shark kind of thing. Like he's he's yeah, out there playing yeah. for himself rather than playing absolutely. for the benefit of the team.
0: Mm. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the sweep in production may lead you to believe he's only a free safety. But the thing is, what I actually like about his game, really, is that he's actually pretty comfortable playing downhill, being physical, like working the line near the line of scrimmage. I mean, I, I actually think that's maybe what he needs to focus on. I think I wonder if he's been a little bit focused on being the playmaker. And, and, and the other thing is, who knows? Is he the guy who's saying that or is actually Penn State saying, hey you go sit deep and be our playmaker and our splash play guy. Because maybe that's the case. And then maybe, you know, you, you can mold him into something a little bit different at the next level. And then, you know, that changes the evaluation a little bit. But I actually liked what he did coming downhill. I thought that he filled up holes pretty nicely in the run game. He peels off coverage in good time and comes downhill pretty effectively. Um, he's not the kind of hyper-aggressive guy we spoke about earlier, but, you know, he, he, he can run sideline to sideline pretty nicely and, and make smooth transitions and, and hit a guy, up you know, on the sideline and, and st- you know, halt first downs. And I, I actually wonder if he'd be slightly better, uh, you know, as that kind of box guy. Um, But, but I just do think he's going to be pegged as that kind of deep dude, J.R. Brown, because of his production and because of his, you know, proposed ball hawk status and. Miscast. Yeah, a little bit. Um, So it'd be interesting to see, you know, where he lands at the next level and, and what he does end up doing. Um, Obviously only being 5'11", he's another one of these undersized dudes. So, it's it kind of hard to project him. I wonder what, yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So thing? it's funny. It's funny, actually, PFF, I was just, I was just wondering, cause P, you know, PFF always do like a, what's his role kind of thing. Yeah. Um. I just wondered what they thought. They've actually written, um, Brown is too unreliable to trust deep. His Boy. downhill play style fills pretty, pretty well in the box. So, Seems like they kind of agree that that his downhill play style is maybe a little bit underrated, and and I wonder if maybe that will be his role at the next level. I just hope that he doesn't get miscast because of the uh, the production. But that says anyway, it already. Want...
1: Not not trusted, not trustworthy.
0: Yeah, he he isn't. He I suppose I haven't mentioned that. Yeah, he is problematic in tackling. He comes with the juice, but is is rough with his angles. So he does really just whiff a lot. He falls off tackles. Um, so, you know, oh. I, he he is clearly attempting to guess, right, and getting over-aggressive in an attempt to, to make plays. So
1: Yeah, that's that's um, not what I'm looking for from my safety. Same.
0: Yeah, exactly the same. So I, I would be more comfortable leaving him closer to the line of scrimmage and saying, hey, you know, pin your ears back and, and move. But then, to be honest, there was guys I preferred doing that that we spoke about oh. already. So that's why he uh, falls a little bit down the ladder for me. And I won't wax any more lyrical on it, and I'll say out.
1: Okay, like, what was the line there?
0: 94, so swimming in the similar area as Chris Smith and Brown. Oh, Chris Smith,
1: I mean, I don't, J, J, I
0: don't get that. J A either. Brown is above Chris Smith. J A Brown that's, that's is crazy to me. Chris Smith.
1: Chris Smith should be like second or third safety on his list. I think. You, you
0: know how this goes, though. Like you know, we, we use not draftable, but you know, there's a lot of people being put into this not draftable mix. I mean, you know, you could see a reality where Chris Smith gets drafted two rounds ahead of J A Brown. You know, you just never know how the draft's going to go in reality.
1: Okay, I've got a few more guys. How many? How many more have you got?
0: <clears throat> uh, I think I've only got one more. I think it's just Ronnie Hickman. Unless want to go, it.
1: Ronnie Hickman. Okay, let's do it because it's a big school. Ronnie Hickman out of Ohio State, six foot two oh three pounds. So finally, a guy that's got ideal size. Uh, although I, th- I think he's he's probably more that kind of box guy, right? And and then second split safety He's not your single mm-hmm. high guy. Good size, good frame, good mover. Decent low-hit pedal, But he's got a bit of an aggressive downhill style, which I quite liked. But he's a good wrap-up tackler when he's in the right spot. Um, can deliver a big hit. thought he was good in coverage. I thought he had ball skills, good timing, undercutting roots, decent range. Diagnosis is good. An okay speed. So I was thinking, hey, hang on a minute. This guy's really good. He's got a good program. He's playing well. But then it's the overcommitting. They're just yeah, regularly overplaying. And you see him getting stuck in the mud and tackle whiffs. And then you combine that with injury history. And I see why he's not up there with some of these other high guys. But <laughs> I think there's potential here. But just you need to get to the bottom of what, what is that overplay? What is that? What do you think?
0: Well, we've taken a massive leap here because he's 198 on the big board. And the reason that I chose him, because I asked you, right, just to see you know which guys you'd watch that I hadn't. And uh, I had time to do one more. So I was like, okay, I ended up choosing Hickman because he was the highest rated on PFF sport. So I was like, okay, why are they mm. into this dude? And I think a lot of it is probably the prototypical size and frame, right? I mean, he has got, he's, he's tight, his shoelaces, standing up, Gav. <laughs> <laughs> 30, <laughs> 33 inch arms. Um, well built, you know, and we haven't seen a lot of that in the guys that we spoke about. So, yeah. It's a bit so thicker, that, isn't he? Yeah. That is exciting to see. Um, I agree. Too many missed tackles, middle, and his tackling grade is troubling. I mean, PFF yeah. have given him a sixty-two, Yikes. which is pretty rough compared to basically everyone else we spoke about. Um, and that's his main knock. And he plays a little bit wild at times. You know, not as much as some of the other guys we spoke about, but um, in my opinion, but um, you know, he does. He, he, he is playing a little bit um, w- without a polished technique, I guess you would say. He's, he's, but he's a young guy, right? I mean, he's he's twenty-one. Um, his his highlight real tackles man i mean show great power great form but I think he just struggles to get in the right position at times i think he um, needs to put his body through the man a little bit more instead of finding himself effectively what I'm saying is i think he's a good tackler but he's just not in the position to make good tackles right he, yeah. he's kind of finding himself lurching out he's reaching out he's 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 diving for dudes because he's found himself maybe a yard to the right or left of where the guys ended up. And that's a reaction thing, and, and you kind of hoping that that comes with time, because he's a younger dude. Um, but, you know, I, I think he needs to be cleaned up a bit. But, you know, a guy with room to grow in the NFL, NFL technique can hopefully be drilled into him. Um, his he, He's a powerful player. I think he's comfortable around the line of scrimmage. He likes to get involved in the mess. He, he, he On short runs, I've said this about a few guys, but, you know, he's, got, he's, he's a guy who's providing that extra bit of impact. He... He yeah. his his approach to the passing game, I think, is similar. What do you think of his his uh, his play in space? Because I thought he was pretty adept at disrupting uh, guys, not so much at the 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 catch point, but he was a power hitter at disrupting and, and sort of knocking the ball loose when guys were going up to get mm. it, which seemed to be his game.
1: Oh, his physicality, yeah, uh, yeah. He can knock a ball out. Well, I think what we're saying here is positioning. His positioning isn't great. Yes, and yeah. I'm not sure I want to draft a safety who doesn't have that just at least average position. I don't mind that though.
0: I don't mind that where he is, you know, if we're talking, we're getting into the later rounds here in day three. uh, Well, if you're talking about
1: special teams and you're talking about depth, fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, But I mean, I I think, you know, he's 21. I mean, the dude's got some time to, in my opinion, to, to, to grow into the technique a little bit. I don't think he's like that far away. I don't know if it's technique
1: though. I think it's, there's a mental thing going on here. Okay. He's overplaying to compensate for his, Seeing it a bit late, and I don't think he'll ever right. overcome that. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not high on him. What, uh, what? What's the? What's the line? Fifth round? I mean, pff, I mean, hundred
0: ninety-eight. I mean, no one else to that?
1: draft. Yeah, why not? But,
0: where are we? That's round six. I mean,
1: maybe that's fair for his physicality and for his special teams. We
0: don't, we don't have that that pick in the fifth and sixth round, but I mean, uh-huh. who knows? Who, who knows where he winds up? At. i, I got to say, I, I think I'm going to say in with the late. Level that he seems to be being listed. Now. Yeah, I, mean, I
1: think I, to be honest, I thought I was expecting him. Expecting him to say like fourth, third, or fourth. So okay. sixth round is I'm probably in at that value just for the physicality. The tackle well, that's
0: it. I mean, the dude's got 33 inch arms. He's well built. He, there's not been a lot of that in this class. You know, I wonder if that maybe pushes him up a little bit, and someone is interested in, in him as a project. And I, I really did. Obviously, his you know his tackle angles were a major issue and whatever, but. In coverage, I kind of liked his approach, you know, like he's coming downhill, he, he's jerking balls free with, with, with big hits as guys get into the air, he's playing pretty aggressively and, you know, I don't know, I, I, I kind of liked his play.
1: In round six, I mean, you, you're looking for a special teamer, he's definitely going to give you some juice special yeah. So I'll say in, Absolutely, yeah. special yeah. teams at round six.
0: All right. So
1: is that you out?
0: Yeah. Um Sorry, just before we move on from Hitman, I just thought, oh. seen as, so because they've got him at 198, PFF has him at one oh four, which is obviously Oof. significantly higher. Just wondered if I could see why. What do they think? Uh, talking about versatile safety, played a lot of roles. Mm. Talking about him playing, oh, he's played uh, seven hundred seven snaps in the box, four hundred sixty four deep, and three hundred three from the slot. So, has spent a lot of time in different areas as well. That's worth pointing out, I suppose.
1: Yeah, but that's jack of all, master of none. Mm.
0: But yeah, but you know, maybe you set him loose at one position and let it teach him it. At- you know, we shall see. We'll see where he winds up.
1: Yeah, not sure about him. But all right. <laughs> uh, so, is that it? Are you done? Are you out?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so wherever, I won't go on about, talk about
1: Daniel Scott of Cal or uh, Brandon Joseph of Notre Dame. But
0: well, yeah, the the next guys yeah left on this that that we haven't spoke about in order. Brandon Joseph is one five seven. So after Chris Smith there's a big gap from ninety eight to one five seven. Then Daniel Scott at 164. Yeah, the other Alabama guys. guy at 180. You know. Well, that's where I was going to go to next because
1: okay. I was going to go to DeMarco Helms out of Alabama. Where is he in my notes here? Okay. I think he, he, he cuts the figure. He's 6'1", 203. So a bit bigger than some of these other guys we've talked about. Sort of cuts the figure of a strong safety. who makes plays in and around the box. thought he's got good length. I uh, thought he's a good zone player, especially outside the numbers. Um, not as bursty as you'd like, but it's got some decent long speed in the end. So that that means he's got okay range. He takes good angles, so you're not you're not too worried about him there. Uh, comes downhill really well, times his trigger well, and a solid wrap up tackler. And that is why he is my. Die,
0: die. Ooh. You've gone for a real sleeper.
1: I thought he has got nice contact balance get, to get through to the the ball carry. You can like cut through the traffic. I thought he got his head round pretty early. I thought he brought some heat as a blitzer. I thought he was disruptive at the catch point. I thought he had a good diagnosis and trigger. I thought he's pretty does make some nice anticipation plays and a good motor. I think he's getting slightly slept on because of the two he's the third Alabama safety in this draft class. Yeah. Um and the elite speed's not there. So he's like he's not slow, but he's kind of pedestrian. And out of What's the, his
0: test what's his testing like?
1: Uh pretty mediocre. Okay. Um I'll get into that. He's definitely, when you watch the three Alabama guys, he's the least fluid of them. Like he looks Mm -hmm. a bit stiffer and a little bit high in his back pedal. Um, And in man coverage, he he does get tested. Uh, And he can play a little bit reckless, gets a little bit loose at times. Um, And yeah, just mediocre testing, like agility and long speeds, an issue and he's got a poor poor vert fifth percentile vert so he's not that explosive but i just i like what i saw on tape i just enjoyed the tape i thought he was you know he's not going to be your starting strong safety but he can give you some you know he's going to be a special team's baller and a backup safety and i think that he he had some value i think he's he's not getting talked about because he's the third guy but yeah i think Hellams, sign me up and what's his what's his uh what's his line there so
0: so his line is um 180 but this is what I thought was interesting. Uh, PFF, so I'm basically going off the draftable board as I go down to decide who to look at now. But uh, sometimes I'll consult the PFF board to see, you know, who are they high on, who are they low DeMarco 240 Whoa, on. Demarco Holmes, two hundred and forty. Whoa, Really? good He doesn't even have a profile. No way. Interesting, strange, but yeah, yeah he seems to have graded out pretty well over the the course of his career. That's what I mean. I career. think he's the
1: yeah. um, it's like, you know, the ugly sister. Yeah. Because you you watch the tape, he clearly doesn't move as well as the other two, so easy to dismiss him. But I think actually he's got something.
0: So you're saying you're saying that? Yeah. You're oh yeah, he's saying, my
1: sleeper. Yeah. So
0: yeah definitely. Yeah. So uh, uh, you, what is it? Two hundred thousand. <laughs> two hundred forty for BFF, but one hundred eighty on the on the big board. Um, above Ronnie Hickman, to be fair. Where, where do you um? Where do you think his value is?
1: Where do you value a strong safety who doesn't do much else? Mm. <laughs> I'd say probably the 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 ceiling would be fifth round, all right, but um obviously Steers don't have that pick, so if they what do they have sixth early sixth is it no they don't fourth even got sixth, no though. they haven't got six, they've got fourth and a two seventh, so then they, they yeah. ain't getting this guy, but um if he was there in the seventh, yeah, hell yeah, but he won't be all right, cool, fair enough.
0: Anyone else you're interested in?
1: Um no, the other guys I'm not that
0: not that bothered by really.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, David Scott and... So,
0: so yeah, which one which other ones did you watch? Brandon Joseph. Daniel Brandon Joseph. And... That's it.
1: That's it. That's it. That's it, okay.
0: Yeah. It's oh, cave me, on
1: Merriweather that. as well out of Iowa. Because you see a name like Merriweather come up, you think, hmm, maybe he's uh, gonna Oof, be good.
0: He, he's two fifty on the big board.
1: Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that good. Mid He's like Mr.
0: Irrelevant almost. Yeah. He's it possibility. Some other
1: guys I wanted to watch. I wanted to get to Kenny Logan out of Kansas. He's a bit got a bit of a sleeper, sleeper vibe, and also Jalen Catalon out of Arkansas, but didn't didn't
0: get around to. Him. I can't even see these guys. I'll take your word for it. They're sleepers. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I thought we had some pretty good conversations here, considering it's. Uh, let's be honest, a bit of a, a bit of a class, really. Right, the yeah, safety group, a bit dry bit dry at the best
1: of times I mean we had Kyle Hamilton last year that was exciting to watch but even oh. even so
0: hang on a minute alright it's time to blow up this entire podcast what's happened the Steelers have claimed punter Brayden Mann off Not waivers from the Jets uh oh what,
1: what does this mean for PH3
0: oh it's my everyone, leg, it? everyone it's time it's time do we have the punters are people to drop you <laughs> up in the morning, look in the mirror and say, man, I wish I was an NFL punter. Hunters are people too. We've
1: got a punter. Let me tell you something, people. Hunters are people too. And I want to see some punting footage.
0: Give me some punting XO. Punting XO. Whoa. Okay. Steelers are on fire right now. of Muse, first of all, and a punter. Mm-hmm. Are they <laughs> listening to this show? Yeah.
1: We've actually secretly taken over.
0: All right, yeah, so I'll put in
1: the, strings.
0: The, the Jets which were, were seeking to find a trade partner for this guy. Um, wound up releasing him. His base salary in 2023 is going to be one basically one million. Sixth round pick of the Jets in 2020. Drafted Panther. The drafted punter,
1: yes, sir. Yeah, we've got two drafted <laughs> punters on the books. <laughs>
0: Served as gentlemen. the Jets punter the last three seasons. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. All right, okay. Arvin's wow. net average was actually better at just 41 yards a punt. His average was 40.5, bottom half number across the league. Uh, although that reflects... So he's a, he's a good, good offence punter. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Going to have to look a little bit more into this guy. So, I think you will. You uh, have
1: to go into the weeds on this one. Why, uh, why, why are the Jets not retaining him?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the Jets... What's his contract is details? What are they? One One million uh, base salary in 2023. And is that is that a contract they've taken
1: on from the Jets?
0: Yes. Oh. Oh. Wait. No. Well, he was cut. So does that oh, mean? Oh, it's cut.
1: No. 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 Okay.
0: Well. Oh no. Hang on. Sorry. Hang on. Man's base salary in twenty twenty three is slated to be one point zero one zero million. So just over one million. He was so maybe is he so if he's still on the rookie wage? Yes. Is is the way that waived.
1: Works? So, so you still yeah they still get that, still have to pay yeah, that,
0: that yeah. escalators or whatever it's called yeah. Uh. To do just looking through. Um, so that'll be an interesting battle. It looks like PH three and Braden Man. PH three got to be reeling from this move.
1: Who are you rooting for? Yeah, earthquake in PH three towers uh, right now.
0: <laughs> he's, yeah, that's just him getting out of bed. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, man. I'll, I'll I'll reserve judgment for that. Maybe for for next week or the week after, as I uh, you know gather a little bit more information on Braden Man. But um. We shall see. Uh, it looks like in his college career, he averaged a blistering 51 yards per punt in twenty in 2018.
1: So it's man versus PH3. Sounds yeah. like a like control group. Like they're just bringing him to be man. Man versus actual punter.
0: He's also a kickoff guy.
1: Whoa, two-way.
0: Yeah. Two-way special not, teamer. Not, not a kicker, but he can no, do the No, he can kickoffs. do the kickoff. Yeah.
1: That's good. Let's get, uh, uh, let's get Boz off kickoff duty. Save his leg.
0: Ninety percent touchback rate in twenty twenty two. Lost the bulk of these duties to Greg Zerline eventually, but he's regarded as having a big leg. All right, well, that's interesting. That's interesting. Bit of a baby face too. Don't know if you've checked him out.
1: I have not. I am now. Looks a
0: bit. Looks a bit like a discount Tom Holland.
1: Everyone and their brother is googling Brandon Mann.
0: <laughs> um, is it, it one to, end? To me, uh, two ends, two
1: ends, oh, two ends. Uh, yeah, definitely not that guy. Ooh,
0: actually, oh, actually, I've see. seen another photo, and he looks a bit more like an alien than Tom Holland in that one. So I'm not sure. Depends which is more recent. Maybe that's like the pre-NFL one, and this is the the, the post-NFL. Either way, uh, exciting move. We'll have to uh, we'll have to get a bit more detail and, and check this oh, out. He, but he
1: is. He looks like a 12-year-old.
0: Yeah, he does. Right, he's a bit of baby face. I, I got to be honest. Just from the photos, I don't think him and PH3 are going to be best mates. No, they're so not going to we'll go see.
1: on. The vibe check yeah. already is quite
0: <laughs> is It's going to be interesting.
1: He, he looks like he'd hang out better with uh, Zach Wilson than PH3.
0: Oh, come on now. That's just because of the Jets uniform. At the Cougar, at the <laughs> cougar party. They're cleaning up. <laughs> I think PH3's may, maybe got some uh, Cougar blood in him. I could see that. We all remember the draft day uh, video he made. Did that we? has to be attracting some Cougars. You don't remember that? No, he got drafted, and then there was like a video release where he was like driving some sports car inside a sports stadium and getting out, and he'd like, you don't remember this? No, oh, dude, that was fun. That was part of the heat. The listeners remember.
1: I'm going deep on Brandon <laughs> Man here. I need to pull my head out of the weeds here.
0: <laughs> hey, I tell you what, though, that's gonna be a that's gonna be fun, man. That's gonna be a fun thing to track yeah. through training camp. That will would be nice. A nice little storyline for us there.
1: Nice little camp battle.
0: We'll have to yeah keep track on the the, the man v Having battle, only twenty five years old, man. We could, we could, we could. This could be our punter for the next ten years. Who knows?
1: Let's see. I said, "There's a picture of him." Is that him? Or is that someone else? Hang on. <laughs> oh no, that's someone else. I was saying, it looks like he's rocked up, but that's that's a, a their kicker called Amendola. He's rocked up. It's not a, anyway. Anyway, um, shall we cut back to twenty twenty and listen to our very hopscotch eval of ten Muse? Absolutely, let's do it. Here we go. So, yes, I don't think we were quite as well. Draw your own conclusions. Here we are. Um, the other guy that I really, really like, and I think he's he's probably a later rounds guy. I don't know if he's six round, maybe I don't know. He's 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 probably so. more of a kind of yeah. He's more of a kind of. Do you like this guy? Yeah. yeah he's more of a kind of converted. Um, he could be converted to a to a linebacker, you know, a cover two hybrid. Um, Tanner Muse, man, the, the other guy that played for Clemson. I mean, this guy.
0: This is Steelers guy.
1: This is a Steelers guy, right? I mean, just an absolute bruiser. Yeah. I mean, what do you? What just, do you what uh, sounds just, like it sounds like you're into guys. So yeah. This,
0: guy. <laughs> this. Well, I, I started watching this dude because you uh, mentioned him um, earlier to, uh, today, actually. Because um, he wasn't on my radar, but but yeah, I mean, this, this guy's violent. I mean, I, 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 I'm sending it to the trend, right? I mean, I like Zach Moss uh, <laughs> in <the> running backs <laughs> because he was violent. Uh, no, I like this dude because he's violent. But yeah, but I, I'm also interested. You would have in, loved 80s NFL, yeah, man. He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i do i am also intrigued by but as you mentioned he's kind of this hybrid role i mean it, we talk about isaiah simmons and this guy kind of i mean I'm, I'm not saying he's isaiah simmons but but he has that kind of hybrid ability and, and i think he's a very very interesting developmental prospect but also like i say he's a hard-hitting dude who, who's who's flying around the field and and just you're know, blowing people up um and he's and the other thing i like is if, we, if he does fall to the fifth sixth round you know, maybe his development doesn't work, he's going to be a major special teams contributor as well. Absolutely. So,
1: I mean, uh, the size and the speed again, he's 6'2, 227, and four four one forty. I mean, they're rare, rare size yeah, and speed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why I was a little bit surprised when you mentioned him that he wasn't getting a little bit more buzz. Well, I, I, there were some I, people I saying like he had a little bit a lack of quickness, but he's fast. I mean, he's a speedy dude. I didn't see too much of it. Burst. I mean, he
1: breaks into the backfield and blows people up. I mean, yeah. it's like watching Troy almost.
0: Yeah
1: um um so just i've got here your uh yes your yeah. draft guide you sent just to find some knocks on the uh, tanner muse he's got um stiff hips and lacks of functional transition skills to redirect versus nfl route runners you can tell this is written by a professional rather than us that's kind of amateur just spurting out superlatives uh caught flat-footed and full steps le- led to misery uh, outmatched when left alone on an island versus receivers in coverage. you got this guy. I don't think you want this guy in coverage so much. That, yeah, think, that's you know, my point. Yeah, not the role you're going to be putting him in. Too easily manipulated and late to react to throws over the top. Okay, so he's not a deep safety. Safety Led the team in interceptions as a senior, but left several others on the field due to inconsistent ball skills, inconsistent leverage when taken on blocks and can be slowed mid-pursuit. That feels very nitpicky to me. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. For, I
1: think, for, for, for a guy you're going to get later rounds anyway. Yeah. Cut to Raiders taking him in the third round.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we, we liked him. We did like we him. In. I think yeah, we we're ahead we, of the we curve were here. High on him. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, fair enough. I mean, it speaks, to, it speaks to
1: the fact we had no negatives, and we had to like turn to a scouting report to find some. <laughs> but maybe that's maybe that says more about where we were.
0: Three that's growth. Years ago. That yeah. shows growth. So, yeah. yeah. We also sounded so young and vibrant then. <laughs> did we? I don't know. Do do we feel, do we, do we sound a bit more weathered now? (laughs) A bit of time beaten down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You tell me listener. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Are you still listening? If you are, comment and tell us if we are, do we need to inject some energy back in? Do we need some young blood into this podcast? Is sign our old
0: Oh no, maybe that's it. I thought that's what Kets was, but where is he?
1: (laughs) He's he's aged in the uh, year and a half. He's done the show.
0: Um, do you know what else brought smile to my face? There, Richie's little giggle at the start. We, and, uh, I, I wish we could, I really wish we could have got Rich more involved in this draft season. It's been ashamed. I think he's been sorely missed. Um yeah. we 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 should have done a better job of that, uh, accommodating his schedule. Really, but well, it, tough. It's, t- got it's tough. man. We, he and, he's got a lot going on, and we, you know, we, it's had. once you've started in a certain schedule, it's hard to move it because it takes so long to watch these. Games. Yeah,
1: and I also feel like Rich's is like expertise is is the uh, in-season game analysis. I think that's where he Ooh, shines.
0: Wow, Rich taking a shot there at the Is end that a show, shot? No, that's a compliment. Is. Wow, I, I, There was me saying I felt we missed Rich. And what no, I think we was, we
1: always. You said show, Rich was useless.
0: The, no, the, the, the no, draft.
1: no. I say we <laughs> we we miss Rich at every every episode. But I'm just saying he, what he does. If like, if if like you said, okay, we can only have Rich for in game, in season, draft season, or off season. I'd say in season is where I would. Well, all right. I'd say Rich is. I'd say that's where he brings the most juice because he sees things that we don't see because yeah. watching games is what he does.
0: Well, I think that, you know, Rich sees things in all aspects. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, but if, you, if you only value him during the season, then that, that, that'd be you're, your...
1: You're uh, <clears throat> trying to stir the pot here in a way that <laughs> isn't fair. That's not what I was saying. I was just saying, if I was going to press Rich to like, you must do the show, it would be after watching um, a game.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: You know, we have got other. People, like, just, I, I can just
0: picture <laughs> I could just picture the meme of Rich, you know, the Office thing where Ryan is like writing down the little thing in his book, <laughs> like looking up at the, looking up at the camera. That's Rich right now listening to this show.
1: taking receipts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what by the way, have you time? seen? Uh, I okay. don't know. You probably haven't seen this because this is like deep in my um, my t- Twitter like sub. Not even on a timeline somewhere, but there's, there's been a bit of a like resurgence. You know, the guy that's been taking receipts about my wide, wide, <coughs> wide receiver rankings oh, from last yeah, year? Yeah, I
0: remember this. I remember this narrative. Yeah.
1: This guy. Someone else has come back taking receipts <laughs> on the guy's takes in my comments. So now, <laughs> now I've got two guys going at each other about because the, the guy was like criticizing me for having Christian Watson and. Chris Alave over Garrett Wilson, right? I dejected okay. Garrett. I, I, admittedly, I had Alec Pearson over Garrett Wilson, which is possibly a bad take. But now people are coming at him for criticizing me for saying that Christian Watson and Chris Alave are better than Garrett Wilson. So I'm just sitting back and, in, you know, I'm like a pure spectator. Now it's not me taking the heat, it's, <laughs> it's the guy that was attacking me taking the heat. This is great. I, I, who are these people that search through no year old tweets? Because they're out there they weird I know, people.
0: I, I, I kind of wish there was more of them. To be honest, let's. Uh, I like engaging in these stupid arguments online, like
1: Twitter archaeologists <laughs> going through finding what you said a year ago and arguing with people in your comments. That's weird. Don't do yeah, that, guys. It is. Why are you doing is, that? It is. But it's funny. It is funny. <laughs> are, are these be- are these basement dwellers? Who are these people? <laughs> Almost certainly. I mean, I I was shocked when this guy resurfaced halfway through the season, going, "How's that? How's that?" Garrett Wilson take turning out. I'd forgotten that Garrett Wilson take. Thanks, (laughs) thanks for highlighting this. But now someone's come up to him. I hope you went back to him and said, "How's that Christian Watson take going?" No, I'm I'm leaving it. I'm I'm going to be the bigger man, magnanimous to the end. Magnanimous. Yeah, I'm going to forget about it. I'm just going to enjoy it. It's all passing by Uh, my window.
0: In fairness, your Garrett Wilson takes were always a bit strange. I just I just didn't love him.
1: I know, but yeah, but we've got we've got we've got our, our strange take guys. Yeah, he he is my strange take guy. And I admit that, but I just didn't I didn't see what was special about him and he's proven me wrong with every every game. So what are you going to do? But then, you know, it's good it's good of you to
0: be the bigger man and uh, you know in this situation.
1: I'm not saying on the bigger man, but the more I comment on that, the more it jumps up my timeline. The more people will see my bad takes. so I'm just going to leave it.
0: We, we've had plenty of bad takes. There's been worse takes. I'm I'm, I'm certain. Um, probably on this show. Yeah, so. we don't we don't get much heat actually, do we? Yeah, we don't get too we but don't I get think, too I much. I think fresh. the listeners are pretty. You know, the listeners are pretty on board with us, and there's probably not many people listening that are out there to you know stare. Podcast. Yeah, if you hate
1: us, you don't really listen to the podcast. Yeah, either, right?
0: yeah, probably. I mean, hey, listen. You know, if you're a regular listener, then uh, feel free to to question us sh- shoot back at us you know
1: yeah we're just fans we're, we're nobodies, man just come come at us and we will uh, we'll shoot back <laughs> we'll <defend> ourselves yeah
0: <laughs> on this show probably there are I, I i don't know it's nice that like these things happen few and far between though because when they do happen you know i think about the bengals heat when that's got you know pretty pretty hot in the past and you know brian we all remember brian. brian four three oh, five it, seven doc, two one yeah doc worker in in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Um, You know, these things stick out in the memory banks because they are few and far between. Oh, that was a good day, Brian, wasn't it? I remember that. Yeah, it was. That was fun. (laughs) Oh, where is Brian now? Who knows? Working in a... Washed washed up on the banks of the the three (laughs) of
1: Drinking heavily in some Pittsburgh bar. God
0: bless. When he
1: got fired from his factory (laughs) factory job. What happens if you get fired from a factory job? Are Are you still as much of a Steelers fan as if you never had a factory job? I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know if you can be a Steelers fan if you don't specifically work in the factory across well, that, the road from the That was his line. But yeah.
1: What
0: do we know? <laughs> All right. Well, anything else to uh, whitter on about today before we let uh, us just no go? I think so. No? everyone's
1: yeah, right. well, it's probably bored of us now.
0: I don't doubt it. We'll be back next week. Uh, we managed to fill out a two-hour show with just the two of us. I think this wow. is some classic uh, old school, just just missing Dave, really, for the old school uh, yeah. UKSP content. Yeah,
1: vibe. I remember we used to do a two-man show. It would feel a bit like, oh, a bit, a bit awkward. But now it's fine. This is
0: just normal. Yeah, more. yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it doesn't worry me anymore. We don't need those other guys. We can circum. You think we can just no. I me and you just take, no. go it alone? Well, maybe. I mean, you've already discounted Rich's impacts, so you might not oh, well do the rest of them. Rich is like that and and little, little, that little
1: bit of stardust <laughs> that we get occasionally. <laughs>
0: oh. No. What were you going to say about Mike? You had a Mike take earlier, and then you, you dropped off that. I
1: had no, take, no takes on Mike. I just hope he's back for corners. We need we need all the help <laughs> we can get for corners next week. And it's a position where the Steelers are probably going to take one early. So don't leave it up to me and
0: Si, Mike. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, corners next week. And then that's the last week before the draft. And then the week of the draft. So I think the draft is on Thursday, right? And then uh, the week of the draft, if you're free, Gav, we'll try and do... Mm the the full seven round mock draft as we are wanting to do. I'm um, keeping my um, my schedule
1: free so we can do all yes. kinds of stuff.
0: We'll do the rookie game. We're going to get hopefully get Mark Hansen back in for that because he's done the full class. Um, and Mike if he wants to. Uh, so we'll do the rookie game. That'll be fun. Draft draft a, draft a team of rookies. That's always good. Always you can fun. all vote on that, and no doubt my team will be the best for the third year in a row. It,
1: uh, I don't know about that. It is. It is one of my more favourite shows, but it doesn't. It doesn't get the the numbers that we. No, I yeah. don't know why.
0: Maybe it's just because like the short lead up time to the draft. That's kind of why I was hoping to do it a week ahead this year, but we yeah. didn't end up being able to. Well, do we it. can do. I um, suppose we could. We got to do the show. has got to do the corners first, really. So
1: we could do it straight after the corner show. I don't know. Oh, maybe that
0: might, be tough. That might maybe. be tough. maybe maybe on the weekend or. If people are free or... And I think at the very latest, the Monday of draft week, I would like to do it. I don't want to be yeah. any later than that, really. Yeah. And uh, we'll do the mock draft and the rookie game probably on the same night. So. And we'll do the,
1: the video mock again so you can follow yes. the board along on YouTube.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. So keep an eye out for all that good stuff. We'll uh, obviously talk to you Patreones on draft night if you're interested. Like I say, hit me up if you uh, need an invite to the Discord and we'll try and get that rolling ready for draft night. Um, make sure that your TV's aren't ahead of ours, or I will lose my shit. Oh
1: yeah, uh, that that, that <laughs> will be that will be kicking out of the if you're tipping the picks. That's it. You're gone. You,
0: you go. Um, I think that's it. Anything else to mention? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, follow the show at UK Steelers Pod for me at wrote This follow Gab at GM Boom Up. Hey, that was easy. Go Steelers. See you later. <laughs>